two brothers and gamers that have been playing games since the early 1980s. Combined, they have over 65 years' experience. Join them each week as they discuss and rant about gaming and entertainment news. This is Generation X Gaming. Welcome back to another week, another episode, another year of Generation X Gaming, the weekly podcast that goes over a few of the top stories from the past week, rant along the way. What's going on, Sarge? Incredible. Incredible last month. Uh, once again, can't believe it's 223. 2023. Uh, let me know if my audio is, is okay. We, we have a couple things. Sarge might be a little louder than me. Um, I can, I'm going to have to lower That's usual. Him. As I'm usual, I have to lower you a little bit, Sarge. If my audio is on at all, it's a win. For some reason, you're always you're always louder. <clears throat> all right, so Generation X Gaming Weekly Podcast goes over a few of the top stories in the past week, and we rant along the way. This is season nine. We've been doing this for nine years. This is the start of the ninth year of us doing this. Un unbelievable. We we almost hit. Yes, because my son is eight. And we started this before my son was born, uh, so like in May of the same year. So it's uh, yeah, it's it's been a it's been a long time. Uh, we're on the new channel. We're on Thirty NSG. We're moving it from Thirty and Still Gaming over to Thirty NSG. A lot of stuff happening behind the scenes. We're working on stuff. Uh, as you could tell, we've updated the background and the and the stingers and everything else. We're working hard at all this stuff. Uh, on today's show, Sarge, we have lots, lots of stuff to talk about. Lots of stuff to start off the, the, the beginning of the year. Thank God PlayStation had CES stuff, because that's a lot of the stuff that we're going to be talking about for PlayStation. So Sony uh, passed, uh, does a, a patent to pass-through device. We're going to talk about that for cloud gaming. We're going to talk about a new Project Leonardo for PlayStation 5. It's a controller uh, that they did. We're going to be talking about the PlayStation VR 2. We're going to be talking about Sony claims that the shortage is over for the PlayStation 5. We're going to talk about PlayStation consoles itself. Lots to talk about for, for Sony today. Uh, we're going to talk about Madden NFL 23 a little bit. Uh, we're going to talk about Fortnite a little bit. We're going to talk about Ubisoft's uh, new uh, Star Wars game ma being made by Massive. We have a little bit of topic to talk about that a little bit. Uh, Steam Deck. We got some news from Steam Deck that happened. Uh, we have... You know how I always bring up these things, Sarge, these crazy people that do stuff on the internet? We got a good one today. We have a guy who took No Man's Sky and recreated the Star Trek USS Enterprise inside the game. Built it inside the game. So we're going to check that out. We're gonna by look himself? At... I don't know if he did it by himself. I just saw a picture of it, and I was like, that's going on the show. We're going to talk about Nintendo's console. Could the Switch 2 uh, be coming out? We're going to be talking about Redfall. We're talking about Redfall. Oh, any Xbox news? Of course, nostalgic. Give, it, give me a second. Let me go through the opening here, would you? Uh, Redfall, we're going to be talking about when it's coming out. We're going to be talking about Starfield. People are speculating it's coming out early, early second half. Uh, we're going to be talking about uh, Elden Ring surpassed The Last of Us 2 in awards, Sarge. Uh, and we're going to be talking about The Day Before. Uh, and we'll we'll talk about that and many other little stories if we get to all the stories 
If you'd like to help us out, please make sure you share, like, subscribe. Uh, you can't become a member here, but we're so close. We're so close, but we are we are like 12 away or something like that. Uh, less. Less. We're at, we're at 980. Hold on. We're at 984 right now. So we're we're 16 people away from crossing the barrier of 1,000 subscribers on this new channel. So if you're here and you're not subscribed, hit that subscribe button and help us out. Um, if, you, if you also like to help us out, also do uh, memberships and stuff over on our main channel. Um, but it won't pop up over here, letting you know. So, uh, Sarge, I know it's only been one week, but it's been two weeks since we've been off. It's one week since in, in the new year. What have let me let me let me start it off? But what have you been playing? Let me find the right button though. What have we been playing? Don't, don't start yet, Sarge. Open it. All right. What have you been playing, Sarge? What have you been playing in this 2023 year? I know about your television lingo and stuff. I know about the intro, outro stuff. You don't have to spoon feed me. I was waiting to talk. Anyway, <laughs> it's two weeks of being very busy at work, so I don't get to play a lot. But what I did play was a crap ton of Division Two. Why, you might ask, is I needed something that I could just zone out and have some fun with. Plus the fact. I really, really want to get some revenge on these crazy lunatics that are in the dark zone. I've got to find a build to go in there with. And so now I'm just starting to grind, right? But I think my game is glitched because I don't have the missions open for me to activate the dark zones on my current character, which means I must now restart with a new character like a lunatic. Right. And plow through the game until I get those missions. And hopefully, they'll stay open. Well, I, I I was playing with you. I was going around. I could not find the control panel. I went back into my game, found the control panel for the east, found the control panel for the south, but I couldn't open that one. It wouldn't let me interact with it. So there might be something going on. Uh, so there's... It's, it's an actual mission. I went through, I watched some YouTube videos. Because of my apprehensiveness to actually want to go into PvP, I just wanted to play the game. I ignored most of it. So what it actually is, is when you reach a certain part in the game, the dark zone is an actual mission. And when you go into the dark zone on the mission, there are nobody else. There's no, there's no actual players in the dark zone at that time. It's just the other NPCs, and you're doing a mission in the dark zone. The... I didn't know that because I didn't care for the dark zone at all because I, I didn't care for the dark zone when I played division one. So I wasn't paying attention. So now that I'm completely done with the game, I've done everything I can do. And all I'm doing now is looking for collectibles and looking for the, the knickknacks in the game that I'm now looking for this mission to activate in the dark zone and it doesn't exist anymore. So I'm thinking maybe because of so many patches and me not activating them that they fell through the cracks and it's a glitch. Or I'll play a new character and see if I can get those missions to open up again. So at least I know they exist. Right. But I'm, I'm basically trying to relearn the end game mechanics 
in order for me to efficiently efficiently level up here without spending too many resources. That's basically what was happening now because the number of shade tech you need to upgrade a piece of gear is pretty substantial. It's anywhere between like nine and 15 pieces. And if you're doing the, uh, I guess I call it homework assignments. If you're doing the homework assignments, you're only getting about 10 or 12, maybe 20 if you're really good, a week. So that means I can only upgrade one piece of gear a week. So that means I'm looking for almost max gear, no matter where I'm going. If anything's even remotely lower than three quarters, I don't even bother looking at it anymore. I just, yeah, I just dump it. I just been destroying left and right everything. I'm just like, yeah, whatever. I don't even care. I don't even care if it, if it is higher because right now I have my LMG and I have my assault rifle that I want to upgrade and I want to level those up. I need the resources. So I just destroy. I don't even care if they're, I did get a better gun. I'm only using the guns that I, I want to use and I'm just getting everything else and I, uh, rid of it. It it's still I will say this, I'm not sure it's it's gonna keep me interested for as long as it did the first time around. But as of right now, my mindset is I wanna grind this game again. I'm having fun with it. Right. And I'm looking for some I'm looking for now specific gear sets so I know what I'm going for. Yeah, chat, I don't know and, why and, the chat's not you, showing up, guys. Sorry about that. And and don't you find it funny that we were playing for an hour and a half and not once that a rogue agent appear, but as soon as Rebel Dog comes into the game and we play for five minutes, yeah, we're, we're, we're rogue, attacked by rogue, four top-end rogue agents. A running gag with that guy. Sean Rebel says in chat, he says, I don't remember doing a mission for unlocking the DZ. I remember going to the DZ person, the White House, and just went into the DZ. So maybe there's someone in the, in the White House that you have I to went, go to. I, I, I checked it. I, I went right up to the person. I checked it. Viking says, I want to jump back into D uh, Division 2, but I just can't bring myself to it. I got repetitive, and I miss survival. So, so go back in. Yeah. Uh, there, there's a, I don't know if you're playing on PC, Viking, or if you're playing on a console on PlayStation, but I know there's a, a group of people, at least on PC, that are playing on uh, survival in, the, in Division 1. Division 1's getting like a resurgence because people like that survival mode so, so much. It was a good mode. Yeah, it's one it of really, my favorite really modes that they, they, they've done. Um, <clears throat> is there another game you've been playing, Sarge? No, that was it. Um, I've been playing, well, obviously I've been playing Division 2 over the holidays. That's all I played. Uh, my, my son brought his Xbox down south, and I, I had to bargain with him. I was like, hey, I was like, I need some space on the S. I was like, I need to download Division 2. He's like... Okay, Dad. So he let me he let me have the Division Two on there. So late at night when he went to sleep, I was playing periodically through. Um, I'm I am I'm enjoying Division Two once again as well. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's just because I'm playing with you or if it's like the loop that's there, right? I don't know if it's also like uh, because Transformers Reactivate got me hyped over the holidays, and we say it's gonna be like Division slash Warframe, and I was like, let me let me play. Me fantasize of me running around as a as an Autobot inside New York City or or Washington D.C. Not really too sure. So, uh, I've I've been playing that. I played a couple other games. Sarge, I played uh, Star Wars: The Skywalker Saga. I, I, I played that again. I played it a couple weeks ago. I I went through episode three and four the other night. Uh, is that the Lego? Is that the that, Lego My Ego game? That's the Lego one. That's on Game Pass now that you can play. Uh, it's fantastic. It really is. It's a. It's such a good game, and the way they tell the story, they actually, have, you know, the, the early Lego games, they only like made the. Mm, oh, e, oh, e, oh, uh, they were like talking like the Sims, 
now they have full dialogue inside there and a couple of like it's just funny like the way they tell the story like things that you watch the movie you know the movie but they tell the story a little differently right so it's interesting like when uh in episode three when uh, Anakin Skywalker and Obi-Wan are, are fighting and he gets the high ground, he pulls a ladder out and he gets a little higher. And he says, I have the high ground now, Anakin, because he's on a step stool or whatever. Like little things like that they put in there. I was like, that's funny. You know what I mean? So they've done a really good job with just how big that game is. Uh, every time you play through the, the story mission, you'll be complete around like 30%, 32%. And then you can go back and do the free play and then collect all the stuff. And there's tons and tons of stuff to collect tons of stuff to collect um so it's just it's just a lot of fun they did a really good job on the level design they did a good job on the fighting because there's actually like combos and stuff that you do now so it's not like you're just smashing x and doing this the entire time you like do backflips and different things all depending on who you are there's a lot of good things they've done with the uh the star wars uh star wars skywalker saga couch co-op or online play no you always ask this there's it, it's couch co-op there is no online multiplayer it's which is the biggest downfall like the next star wars or lego game they come out with whatever it is i don't care what it is they have to put online play like that it would be a perfect game if they just added online co-op that's that's all they have to do it'd be perfect that's just what that's just what they're expecting you to say right, that's right. why they won't do it right they'll take they'll take something else out and then put the co-op in uh so yeah i've been playing that and then i played a game called uh stranded deep it came out in 2015 but i tried it sarge you know why i tried it sarge you know why i tried stranded deep no no you know nothing no. comes to mind no no uh it was on no. game pass it was on game pass oh is that, so, is, that the, is that the only common denominator that was it. game pass yeah it was it was it came out in 2015 i never tried it uh it, it just came to game pass so i was like hey let me try it so i i tried it that's right stealth he said game pass uh I I thought it was kind of boring. I have to admit, right? I, I thought it was kind of boring. Let me let me bring it up. Um, I I thought it was kind of boring. I uh, I'll, I'll, I'll fast forward a little bit. The entire time is just I felt like the menu systems and stuff was very convoluted. Like I wanted to put stuff on the ground and it wouldn't let me. And you have to hold the B button to drop something. You have to go in and make a pile of something and then put the pile on. Uh, you, you have to watch your, your SPF, like your the sun's like burning you. And then you have to like, it's just very like, I liked it, but I was like, it's just not catching. I played for about an hour and a half and I kind of lost interest. I was trying to get to the next level. I was like, oh, great, I got a hammer. I was like, I can start building like buildings and, and whatnot. But it all comes down to, at least on this one island, it all comes down to making the rope. And when you have out the, no rope, you have to find these certain palm fronds to do it, right? Well, they only have three trees on this island in the very beginning. And when you make it, you need four of the palm fronds to make one rope. Oh, of course you do. Right? Well, everything needs the goddamn rope. If you, make a, if you make the knife, you need the rope. If you, you make the sword, you need a rope. If you need a hammer, you need a rope. And if you need it, you, you constantly need the rope. And there's only a certain Sounds amount of trees on there. Yeah. Sounds like a pattern. So can, I was, you, can, you gr can you grow trees? You can't grow trees. You have to wait for them to grow back themselves. Ah, uh, uh, right? uh, what a what a conundrum. Yeah, and then and then I thought this was a stupid mechanic. Okay, and maybe you guys that played this game, you can 
tell me differently. But okay, so I was thirsty, and you drink a coconut. So you have to either climb up the tree and get a coconut. Then you need a knife to cut the coconut open so you can skin the oh, coconut, and then you drink the coconut. And it gives you one bar of of dehydration, like of hydration, right? So I'm like, great. So I drink one, and it gives me one health. And I drink another one, it gives me another health. So I have two health of seven. Right? I drink a third one, it gives me health. I drink a fourth one to go up to the fourth bar, but it penalizes me, and I fart. Not in real life, but in the yeah. game. I, I yeah, fart. Because soaking out water causes yeah. you to have the runs. Yeah, yeah, so it gives you gas or whatever. And then I lost two blocks, and it went down to like one left. And I was like, that's, that's retarded. I'm dehydrating, so I drink, okay? And then it penalizes me for drinking too much. So I was like, all right, cool. So you can only drink three. Okay, and, and it goes by they super. They want you, it's very simple. They want you to understand that having a full health bar is not something that's going to happen. Sure. You have to live knowing that getting max stats for whatever reason, yeah. you have to just live how you're supposed right. to live gotta, in the you game live in the, move on. I felt like it was destiny. You're only living in this. You got to live You got to live in this little box yeah. right here. Uh, I, but, but you have to give them credit. You have to give them credit because the fact that some guy said, we just can't have him drink coconuts and have full health. Coconut gives you so, gives you diarrhea. So we have to we have right we have to give him a. At some point, the coconut doesn't hydrate him anymore, and he loses two hydration. That's right. Brilliant. That's genius. Sean says you can't okay. even put a lime in the coconut. It's dead on arrival. That's right. Dead on arrival. If you can't do that, but can you? But see, but not only can you cut the coconut open and eat the coconut and drink the coconut water, but you can also shave the coconut and eat the coconut meat. Does it let you do that? No, you can't eat the coconut, but you can use the coconut to make a container later to get like lies water. Lies. You, you had to find. You had to eat crab. You had to eat crab. You had to kill the crab. Then you had to skin the crab. Then you put the one crab on the on the fire. But your fire burns out super fast, so you have to find more sticks to put the things. In. I was just like, this is like, and I like survival games. It's this homework. this felt this felt like it's and, homework. And, and Krebsy's saying it's an eight year old game. It was okay when it came out, but it didn't age well. Okay. I thought it was I thought it was good, but maybe it's because it's eight years old. I mean, Minecraft is Minecraft is twelve years old. And I know it's not a complete it's a completely separate game, but what I'm saying is if you play survival in Minecraft, it's much more enjoyable because they don't bury things behind like menus and different things and different it's like if I want to drop something. I highlight the thing and hit B, and it just drops it. It just it just drops it. This is you have to hold the button, hold the button, hold the button, right? And then it breaks it down into like four things. I I don't know. Maybe it's super realistic, and I didn't give it enough time. But the problem is, I don't want to give it that much time to then give it a, a like that much of my effort. I want to know. After years and years of survival genre being out, and now basically an almost an entire generation of people have played survival games. Does any of this trans translate into like real life situation? Like, if if the world did go to crap right now, somebody be outside trying to cut down their tree with a little knife from their house. Like, they're actually trying right. to copy what they did in the survival game in order to live. Right? Would it would it come to that? Right? Well, I I would be hysterically laughing if I saw a bunch of people outside cutting down trees with knives trying to make rope. I would I would die laughing. Yeah, it's it is it is a little ridiculous. It is a little ridiculous, but at the same time, you know, I, uh, I did, I did enjoy it for the hour and a half. I did play it for. Listen, if if, and this is the old person in me talking, right? If you find it so entertaining to run around cutting down foliage to make items, 
then for God's sakes, go outside and do some yard work. Like if it, if that if that really means something for you, I'm gonna I'm gonna play lawnmower simulator. For you, go outside and do something for real. I'm gonna I'm gonna do. If, you know that's something they don't have. They don't have gardening simulator. They have lawnmower simulator. No one made gardening simulator. Oh, I'm sure I'm sure it's out there. Come on, I I play them all. I played them all. I'm sure it's out there. I play. I played. I, I stopped. I stopped looking at you when you started playing Power Wash. Power Wash is a great game. Don't don't. I I I stopped. I just stopped Wash, looking at you. You 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 can't give me crap for Power Wash Simulator. You played Unpacking. Unpacking is a great game. I gave it a shot. I gave an indie developer my time because I. I thought it was a different type of game. It was something just cute to play to figure out what this person's life was. Pa That's all it was. It was a deductive game. Like there's, all you're doing is unpacking stuff because you have OCD. And while there, you're doing your a OCD story. stuff, you're learning about the I person. have OCD. That's why I like Power Watch Simulator. You got to clean every little piece and you got to go in that. You have to go back and forth. There's different attachments. There's a little story involved in Power Watch Simulator, right? Like the, the golf course I cleaned, there's a story behind it. Like why does this golf course get so dirty? And then there's like little things you can do, right? Come on, there's there, chat. Who played? Who played Power Wash Simulator? Is trash for old people like thirty? What do you mean? Sim is trash for old people like? What do you, wait a minute. Wait, Power Wash Sim is trash for old people like thirty. Is trash? So it's like, you're, you're, that's like you're sitting in a chair and you're like whittling wood. Hey, whittling wood is a good. It's a good thing. I'm cleaning the faucet. Like I get it. I get it. <laughs> Unpacking, uh, Lurker says, Unpacking told the story of an entire life with eight lines of text. It was awesome. Yo, I'm not giving crap to Unpacking. What I'm saying to Sarge is he's giving me crap for Power Wash, and he didn't try it. I, I gave him crap, and then I tried it, and I was like, Unpack, oh, no. Unpacking is oh, no. a really oh, good no. game. You're mistaken. You're mistaken. I did try it. I, I oh, Power Wash? A power it. Wash? Yes. Yes. FYI, Garden like, Simulator does exist. It's on Steam right now. Well, there you go. It, there, there you go. Told you. I, I was going to be very surprised, Stealth, if there wasn't, right? Very, very surprised if it... So, all right, Viking, then you'll play Power Watch Simulator next year when you hit 40. Okay, so there you go. You'll, you'll, you'll hit it. You'll get there one day. Uh, yeah, and that was it. I played, um, I played Stranded Deep, and I played uh, some Lego Star Wars. I played some uh, Division 2. I, I'm at this spot, Sarge, that I'm really excited for Hogwarts Legacy to come out February. I, I know. I know. It's, it's, it's so long before you're actually excited about a game, and this one almost lets you want to be excited for it. Right. And I'm like, oh, will, will the Harry Potter fans get the game that they deserve before the person who's been waiting for a Star Wars game gets his game for the last 40 years he's been waiting. Right. And so half of me says, I wish you luck. I hope you get your game. And the other half of me says, no, I want mine first. I want my game first. Right? I've waited long enough. The technology is here. Show me my game first. Right. Then we can talk about Hogwarts. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Krebsy says, uh, you power wash a house in a game, but does your real house need to be power wash? No. Yes. No. My my I I power wash my house. I power wash my driveway. I power wash in real life. That's what I do. Maybe that's why I like power wash. I don't know. I don't know. I like using the power wash in real life, and I like it even better in a video game 
I don't have to put the boots on. I don't have to like watch to see if my toes gonna come off as I get too close to it as I'm going like this with the with with, with the thing. Yeah, yeah. Is is Hogwarts actually coming out? It's actually coming out. Yeah. So here's here's the thing. I'll, I'm gonna put it out there. So a picture uh, came out on Twitter that somebody in some Euro country already has the game in their hands. Uh, a company sold it to them early. So I'm just going to say there's either this person's going to be making a lot of money because they're going to leak everything and put it on YouTube, or they're just playing it right now in their house and they're enjoying it. Okay, but be warned that you could be seeing spoilers and stuff that happen. Yeah, so it's it's out. It's it's ready to come out. It's coming out February 10th for everybody on the new gen and PC. If you're on old gen, you got to wait till April. And if you're on Nintendo Switch, you got to wait till July. Okay, so it, it it's definitely coming out. I'm a little... I don't know if I'm going to get it. I don't know if I'm going to pay the extra $10 for the three-day early access. I'm not pre-ordering. There's, there's no pre-ordering, right? But if I get it, what, 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 what's that? What's he doing? All right. But if I do get it for the three-day early access, I have to pre-order it. I mean, that's, that's what it is. But as a content creator, I was like, is the three days really going to give me... Am I going to make enough content in that three days? Or do I just wait the three days and then play it, right? Do I want to be on the, on, on, the, on the cusp of all the content creators making content? Or do I, do I just wait three days and then start making content? I don't know. Especially if you're looking forward to to the, as a content creator, yeah, I, I I know water. I just I don't know, I don't know. And the question is, here, here's the real question: playing the game and then like diving in for those three days. Am I gonna have time to stop to make content, or am I just making the content by being live? Is I guess that is what I'm asking, right? You need to strike while the iron's hot. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll probably get it. I'll probably, I'll, most likely, I'll get it. I hate it, though, because it's pre-ordered. I don't want to pre-order anything. Because there is a little inkling of me that says that this game is going to come out, and it might be buggy. It might, it might be buggy. And it's nothing that these guys ever did, because I, I have never played any of their other games. They, they're basically a mobile game company. This is their first big game, and that's what I'm kind of worried about, right? You know what I mean? So I'm, I'm just like, I don't know. Should I, should I attempt to, to get this on day one? Or is the day one patch, which is day three patch, going to fix the bugs and glitches and whatnot i'm hoping the game comes out and it's and it's fantastic but lots of good games coming out this year it's going to be a big year uh, for us making content on this brand new channel with star wars jedi survivor coming out with uh uh what's it called uh with hogwarts coming out uh diablo 4 coming out uh the new the new um what's the other game that's coming out oh redfall starfield all these games coming out we'll, we'll get to those a, a little so, all right, so that's what we've been playing. Let's, uh, let's head on over to Top Stories. Transformers. Not all Transformers. All right. So, first story. Sony Patton's uh, pass-through device for cloud gaming compatible with Apple TV, Amazon Fire Stick, and Google Chromecast. Now, I have to admit, Sarge, I've said in the past that what Xbox is doing is beyond what PlayStation is doing. I said PlayStation has to do stuff, but I never even thought about if PlayStation was going to do the exact same thing. And they, and they did, right? Maybe I did say in the past, but I don't remember it, I, you know. But 
They're, they're making a patent filed by Sony implies that the developer is creating a pass-through device for cloud gaming, potentially bringing PlayStation to streaming. A recent patent filed by Sony has an iconic developer looking for enabling PlayStation cloud gaming across a variety of devices. The rise of cloud gaming has been plenty of, uh, plenty of gaming biggest developers turning the game bring the new games to more consoles than ever. Cloud versions of the games have allowed platforms like Nintendo Switch and like Resident Evil 7 that the hardware may not be able to support. And while others like Xbox have made uh, Game Pass available through Samsung TVs now, Sony is looking to get in on the streaming well. Now, Sony's newest uh, foray as streaming would not be the first time that PlayStation developer has attempted uh, to move into the game market. Sony's former PlayStation Now streaming has allowed subscribers to stream a variety of older games through their PlayStation console. Sony's streaming capabilities were carried over with the overhaul of PlayStation Plus earlier this year. And earlier last year, uh, early uh, premium subscribers uh, able to stream both modern and classic games. Service. Now, so is Sony's newest patent would see the company looking to branch PlayStation stream out to other devices. What do you think about this, Sarge, about their the cloud device that would that PlayStation's doing? It's, like, it's going to be a cloud-based pass-through, like a Chromecast, like an Apple TV type of thing. Good, well, bad, I, indifferent? It, it, it all, this is all on the same, same page, which means that the cloud gaming has to work well for this type of stuff to work correctly. Uh, I see Sony adapting this much quicker than uh, Microsoft could if they actually wanted to because they make their own TVs, right? Right. So Sony could just put the thing in their TV automatically and go from there, right? We all know because we have talked about it for over a year now that gaming consoles will eventually go away and it will be straight from your television. You will be playing games. We all know that this is going to be the way it is, except that the infrastructure has to be there for it to work that way. So if the numbers don't jive for both Sony and Microsoft, if the numbers don't jive that they can't reach a certain number of people by such and such a date, then it will be a slow transition in which the people in the major metropolitan areas where the main lines are going, that they get it first, and then it slowly trickles down into the rural communities and countryside. Like, that's the way it's going to be, right? Right. Data transfer is number one. And we looked at the story a little while ago, and when I say a little while ago, I'm thinking maybe it was like July, June or July, right? Where, or no, maybe, maybe it was August, I think it was, where they had just talked about this new set of software or hardware, I can't remember which one it was, that they're data transferring like gigabits of data a second, right? And if that is true, if that's true, then this has a leg to stand on. Right. But if that's not true, or they're still working the kinks out of what kind of data transfer that would entail and what kind of hardware you would need in your area for that to actually work, right? Then We'll see it slowly implemented. I'm looking at me. Up. Oh, sorry, go ahead. For me, I, I have a serious problem with Sony after this break because I did a lot of reading. And I'm sure maybe one of the stories you're going to talk about will mention this, but I don't really care for Sony at the moment only because that it's been proven that they have paid third party developers not to release games. For the opposing team. Well, we talked right? about that. Uh, it was rumored a couple of 
months ago we talked about it rumor yes fact now yeah well i i I didn't see that 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 story we don't have that oh no it's fact please continue i was just gonna say i was trying to look up you were saying that the high speed like streaming service right like playing their game i was trying to find out how many people in the world have high speed I can't see that stat. It says here the summary of the internet statistics of there are currently 4.95 billion active in worldwide. 65.6% of the entire world's population access. But I want to know how many people have high speed because the high speed internet is what you need um, to, to play these streaming services. And like, for instance, I, I just got back from vacation. And the house I was staying at had high internet talking like 100 like 320 download and i was trying to stream division on my ipad in the, in the house and it was just it was just staggering like wasn't staggering like beautiful it was staggering like it was like like staggering right and i was like i was like this is unplayable i can't play it and i was like this is weird i was like we have a, a really strong connection so if the future is that the infrastructure is not there yet now obviously exponentially is going to get better and better as we go. Uh, technology is going to get faster and faster. As you just brought up, they're, ma- they're making those chips where they can basically uh, take the whole internet and transfer it within seconds, right? So, Allegedly. Allegedly. Once they get to that point and you're playing on the thing, then yes, that would work. But if, it, if, if this cloud stuff is all coming across from PlayStation and Xbox, everyone starts to buy the the thumb drive is sticking to your television set. If they don't work, then it's going to be a really big bummer for everybody that buys it because then they're going to be like, yeah, I'm not. They won't invest, right? Especially all depends on what that price point is, especially that price point. Now, again, we talked about this in the past with the Xbox. If they come out with that $60 or $100 thumbstick, maybe people would buy it even if they, if, eh, I'll, I'll use it every once in a while or not. That might be, that might be the catalyst that, that makes it okay if they can't always get on for then a $400, $500 system, like 100 bucks. And I don't know. You know what I mean? It, it all takes what you can swallow. Right? If I spent $500 and I can't get on my internet connection because the internet it, oh, I, we have to watch what we say too because now YouTube. Right? So I, I, I can't, can't curse, Sarge. I just cursed. So, so basically, if they do the, don't curse. If they do the fire stick, if they do the fire stick, like the fire stick, they need to make it Xbox same, cloud gaming, still not there. Uh, Sony has to come out and make sure maybe they can beat Xbox to the punch. Jesse Mack says they're just copying them. But, you know, how original. But it's not really original. I mean, but they have to compete, right? Like Burger King makes a hamburger and then McDonald's makes a hamburger, right? Who makes a better hamburger? They got to compete. It's not like they're copying each other. They're like, well... They sell chicken sandwiches over there. Well, we're going to put chicken sandwiches on our menu, too. They're, they're doing the exact same thing because of what the market wants, right? If they don't come in with a fire stick type of device and Xbox has theirs and there's no competition, Xbox is going to run away, right? So we're going to go to the next story, which is also PlayStation, okay? And they came out with this thing here, Starch. <laughs> Let me see if I can bring it up on... So introducing Project Leonardo for PlayStation 5, a highly customizable, accessible controller kit. Okay, so you can see this like weird little circle dial type of stuff, and it has all the same buttons that they have on a regular controller. 
Now, this is meant to help people with disabilities and whatnot. So they came out finally with their own. Xbox has had theirs for like two years, I think now. Uh, so here's another thing I guess they're copying Microsoft for, but they're doing it because there's a there's a market for it, right? So designs to remove barriers to gaming and to help players with disabilities play more easily, more comfortably, longer periods of time on the PlayStation 5. It says, today at CES, we've announced the next step to the journey to make gaming more accessible. Project Leonardo for PlayStation 5 developed a key contribution this is uh, accessibility experts, community members, and game developers. Project Leonardo is our code name for our new highly customizable controller kit that works out of the box to help many players with disabilities play games easily, more comfortable, and for longer periods of time. Through the conversation with accessibility experts, uh, incredible organizations like Able Gamers, uh, Special Effects, Backup, we've designed a highly configurable controller that works in tandem with many third-party accessible accessories and integrates with the PlayStation 5 console to open up new ways of gaming. We also built the address uh, to address the common challenges faced by many players with limited motor, uh, motor controls, including difficult holding a controller uh, for long periods of time or ac accurately pressing a small cluster of buttons on a trigger or positioning thumbs and fingers optimally for a standard controller. Uh, it's highly customizable. Uh, hardware customization for Leonardo. Uh, canvas for gamers is crafted their own play experience. A robust kit, swappable components, and a variety of analog stick uh, caps and also buttons for different sizes. So you can see here in this, you can literally move every single thing, shift it around, put different things on. You can customize you know, the entire controller, which is you know pretty pretty badass, I think. I think it's a cool... It's a weird design, right? <clears throat> and I, I, that's what I'll ask you, Sarge. Obviously, I'm not a tech guy where I make designs like this. I'm assuming they make it like this because people that don't have hands or they, they um, have no no limbs like that or they're they're using their jaw or their mouth to move the controller and stuff like this. It seems like it would be a very, very awesome for that type of stuff because they're big buttons, controller's nice and big. It almost feels like that fighting controller back in the day, the you know, the big uh the big fighting patch. Yeah, the advantage. What do you think of the design and stuff? Well, I, I can't really comment on it because being disabled in whatever way that makes gaming more difficult for you is is the individual. Like, there's so many different handicaps you could have. I I don't know from experience whether or not this would help any one of those people depending on what their disability is. I am ecstatic that they're actually putting more than ten minutes of 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 work into trying to figure out new and inventive ways for people to play games who couldn't before. Right. I think that's amazing. I side with the fact of, I think that it should be more on the lines of wearing that small little hat or helmet and you think about moving something oh, and it moves it. Yeah, we, we talked about that a couple like, months to, ago. Yeah, yeah, to, yeah. to me, I've seen footage on that. And I think that that is the way to go for people who have disabilities, because that way you can use your impulses in your mind to move things on the controller. And maybe the controller is just there for movement, but everything else is you thinking about it and it actually does it. And that's actually plausible, by the way. I'm not making this up. It's not super sci-fi hour with, with Sarge and 30. This is an actual thing. I'm glad to see a controller like this. However, I know what's in the pipeline. I know what exists. So. I would like to see them just come out with an actual hat that they just put on your head and it plugs in 
and it knows. Like, that's where I want to see because I'm tired of watching this analog world go by when we're in future time now. Like, I know, I know everyone thinks that we everything needs to move at a glacier pace, right? But it takes people like Tesla and a couple of these tech guys who are doing the new GPUs and stuff that pushes things forward. Right. Like you get you get shoved a little bit. Like move. Like it you, it doesn't take an hour to walk down the street. You could actually now slide down the street with the new little. Uh, I don't know if you know about this, Mike, but you can look it up. Chat. It's called the 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 moon boots. You wear them on your shoes, and you can actually walk three times as fast. Right. You're actually walking, but you're actually skating at the same time. I, I, I think I it's amazing. Absolutely amazing. I just think that we've got to we've got to the point now where if we're actually trying to better people's lives, that what is in what is possible right now is better than a another hunk of plastic in your house that I'm going to customize. When I know I've seen robotic limbs, keyboards that are gloves, I've seen all kinds of things over the last three or four months, and I just think this particular item is good. But for a very limited number of people that fit into the category that that controller fits into, whereas putting on the hat, I can play video games. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I'm looking for universal problem solving, right? However, I think it's a good step. It looks interesting, but I don't need I don't think we need another piece of plastic in the house with more stuff. When we can do better. When, when I, we can do better. When I looked up moon shoes, Sarge, this, this can't be it. <laughs> this is def- yeah. this is definitely not making me walk ten times quicker or three times quicker, right? Th- this can't be it. This, I don't know. I, this, I don't know what you're looking at. This so. can't be it. These are these are moon shoes. This is this what you're talking about? This can't be what you're talking about. Uh, something similar, but that's not them. Is it this right here? These? No, it's it's that's that looks like sharper image stuff. No, that's for running. That's also very cool. If you if you've ever tried to wear one of those, you fly when you run with those. It's very hard to try to stop, though, unless you learn how to run in those shoes. No, no. It's an actual shoe with wheels on the bottom that you can turn them on and off. The wheels turn on and they turn off. You're walking, and then you can walk slide. It's the same sensation you get when you walk on a moving sidewalk. Remember, though? You know, you know that feeling you get when you walk on a moving sidewalk? Yeah. yeah. Same thing. Same thing. Bad. if anyone can find what he's talking about, yeah. send it into our Discord. Put it in general. Yeah, it's real. It's real. I, I'm sure it's real. I just can't. <clears throat> Um, this is the no, other, but I'm ecstatic that they're actually trying. Here's a little bit Xbox's harder. accessibility controller. It seems much simpler, right? It's got the, uh, it's got other adapters that you can attach to it. You can attach other peripherals to it as well. Um, so, so obviously they're, they're coming along a long way. PlayStation's starting to catch up. Are you talking about the old school street fighter joystick in the arcade? I am Jesse, the, the, the advantage what it was called um so that's the uh the xbox version of the thing. so we're going on to the next next one sarge now we're going to talk about playstation playstation says that they are going to have 30 plus games on track for launch window okay they're going to have gran turismo 7 free playstation vr 2 upgrade at launch they're going to have Beat Saber is in development. Pre-order uh, the PlayStation VR 2. So right now, Sarge, the PlayStation VR is coming out February 22nd of 2020. So we're less than two months away. 
from this coming out, and PlayStation says there's 30-plus games within the launch window. Now, I don't know what that launch window it means one month, because that's, that's, that's huge. If they have 30-plus games coming we out... We talked about this. Right? If they have 30-plus games this. coming out, it's still a little high price point. I believe it's like $500. Let me, let me check here for the, the pre-orders. It's like $550, $600. It's priced around the same as the, the Quest or whatnot. But remember, you, for the Quest, you, you don't need anything except for the Quest. This, you need a PlayStation. Right? So there, there's a difference uh, with this. But 30 games. If you're a person that just wants to play VR games, has 30 games ready to go uh, when it comes out, that's... It's pretty good. Not only not only is Sony keeping on track by making first party titles for their regular system, but now they have thirty games ready and willing to be in PlayStation VR two. Um, what do you think, Sarge, about the thirty games? Do you think that's we've realistic? talked about this? That's realistic. We've talked about this many times. This is now. I'm pretty sure it's the third, if not the fourth. I'm thinking a solid three, solid third time though. This is the solid third time. They have tried to push VR into the mainstream. This is the third time. Now, I'm sure they've invested a lot of money, and I'm sure they're hoping that at least two or three games out of 30 will stick and make people want to go out and buy what they think is the next generation of gaming. I get it. However, we are still in the infancy stage of how a VR goggle set works where the main Number of people who can play it don't get dizzy, don't fall over, don't cause a ruckus in their house because they can't understand how to play it. Like you're looking at you're 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 basically trying to grow a generation of people to be okay with wearing goggles on your face. Right. Right. More people than not have issues if they wear the goggles for too long a period of time. Headache, eye strain, dizziness, whatever. And so they keep trying and we keep trying and we keep trying. So I'm sure. For a certain popular, a certain pop part of the populace, it's going to be fantastic. Right, thirty games is a lot of investment, right? But you and I both know, if I buy a thirty pack of games from the classic nostalgia period, you know how many games suck and how many are worth playing for more than five minutes. Right. So, I think you're just trying to flood it with as much people as you can, right? So or, or much games like you can. Have five hundred fifty dollars worth value. It. Yeah, yeah. It's value, and then it's worth buying because thirty games. Oh my god. But like 30 games anywhere else, I've, I've been alive long enough, kids. Hey, guys, I chat. You know what happens when you buy one of those 50-game uh, cartridges or 30-game things, how right. awesome it is for five minutes. Well, But is it good? Right. Well, is at the same good? time, you're, you're paying for each of those games, right? You're not, you're not getting 30 games. One, at least I don't think yet. So, so we did find it. We found the Moonwalkers. 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 Let's, let's bring it up yeah. here. It, like le like legit to turn them on, you gotta do a Michael Jackson move. You gotta pick up your heel and kick it to the side. You know, you do like like you know, hee -hee, like you know the little heel move. That's how you turn them on and turn them off. I think it's hilarious. I think it's genius and hilarious all at the same time. I I have a video playing. Let me fast forward a little bit here. So just you're walking. You're just yeah. walking. So I made that mission. But um, you're walking, hence walking faster. Instead of replacing it. I start working as. Yeah, like you're, like you're walking on a sidewalk, really a moving sidewalk. That's basically what it is. Safety. I think the kid's genius. 
He's definitely he's got his head in the right spot. I have a question. Grass group. Are people going to be falling down left and right? Well, I mean, the same reason why only certain people can play VR. Same now. thing, bro. Only certain people can get used to it. Yeah, it's basically Heelys for adults, Duplis. That's exactly what it is. Sneak Heelys for adults. Exactly what it is. You guys can watch some videos about it. I watched a little bit about it. I read about them. It's actually ingenious. The the AI that's in, inside the shoe is incredible. This guy oh, has got... it's oh, got... Okay, it's got a computer inside. It's not just like oh, roller oh. skates on your, on your... No, man. No. The, the shoes learn how you walk. And it and it it, it okay, changes so the wheel. The it's got a, it's got a it's got a suspension or, or or what do you call it? A transmission in the shoe. Yeah, genius. What I think is genius about this thing is that you already have shoes and you can put it on any. Shoe. That's uh, correct. Yeah, that's correct. That's that's crazy. Yeah, crazy. It, these are the kind of people you want. These are the kind of people you want to talk to. These are the kind of people you want on television talking to other people. This creates culture. This creates technology pushes. This kind of thing right here. This is what I'm talking about. Well, I'll have to watch this. I'll have to watch this a little bit more later. So there you go. Moon walkers. Yep. Uh, yep. Back to PlayStation. Back to PlayStation. Yeah, you, you might get bullied, Duplis, but they can't catch you when they do. That's right. You can skate away faster than they can run. Three times faster. Um, but, no, it's funny. I, I'm, a, I'm a pretty fast walker. Maybe I'll buy this for my wife so she can keep up. But then she'll go faster than me, and I'm going to have to buy her some, and then we're in the ballpark again. Where I'm faster than her again. I, uh, I think it's, it's ingenious. Listen, if you're, if, you're, if you're living in a major, metropol major metropolitan area, a lot of, you do a lot of walking. Right, it's when when you when you purchase things like this and the mindset for this, it's always a time breakdown for the people that are thinking about it. Right, so they 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 always say something like, "Well, it takes me twenty minutes to walk to work." Well, now it only takes me ten, and if it only takes me ten minutes to go to work instead of twenty minutes, how much time am I actually saving? Not walking, right? That's always the breakdown and how value is created. That's an extra with this kind fifty of minutes uh, a week of work. Yeah. You can wake up later, you can work out, you can do a whole I mean, bunch of stuff. So you basically just got an extra hour of your life if you work in, in if you work in a major metropolitan area and you bought them. Like that's how you that's how you, that's how they get people to look at it. Oh, I'm saving time or I'm saving money. Right? The battery life, you know the battery life. I I don't know all the ins and outs, but you can definitely go look up the item. He's still he's still working on it. Right? Something like that takes time, man. Something like that takes time. All right, so the next story we have, uh, Sony claims that PlayStation 5 shortage has ended, Sarge. The shortage yeah. has ended, and right after that, they also said that PlayStation... Oh, hold on, I'm missing one story. They say that PlayStation uh, has sold 30 million units uh, since, yeah. So also confirmed that December was the biggest month ever for PlayStation 5 console sales, bringing the total number for more than 30 million units sold worldwide. Right, So that doesn't look good for PlayStation, though, Sarge. You know why? You know why, Sarge? Because Microsoft I mean, is having an FT thing where they're trying to tell them why they're not going to change the... And meanwhile, the number one console in the world has just sold more consoles than anybody else in the world 
So it doesn't look good for PlayStation to say that Microsoft is going to run away with the industry when the the number one console in the industry is number one in the in the industry with consoles. It's the way it's the way the context of the conversation goes. They they say that the shortage is over during a period of time where they can boast that they sold the most consoles ever. Right? Right. So because they sold the most consoles ever means that the shortage is over. Like that's how they that's how you say it. So there's fact immediately in my sentence, right? We've sold the most consoles ever. Shortage is over. Like well, okay, no, they're I, saying the shortage I, is like, over because you like, can be able to find it in stores now. I, I I get it. I get it. However, right, just because that just because they sold that many units doesn't mean the shortage is over. It just means that the the demand, the, the initial demand for the gaming console has now lessened because everybody who wants a console, the crazy 3 million people who live in our country who have to get everything immediately when it first comes out, there wasn't enough for them, right? right? So there's a shortage. But for normal people who buy systems a year or two down the road and are waiting, and then they buy a system, right? It means the same thing. The lunatic asylum, like the rest of us who have to get everything immediately. That's what they're talking about. So the shortage is over for you because you already got it. Right? You already have it. It's true. Right? I don't I don't believe in the in, in the, the the way that Sony speaks about their product. We all know Sony sells more consoles. That's a fact. It's been given. It's been given now for like the last, I think, two or three console cycles. PlayStation sells more, right? Because most of the time, people who are playing on Xbox usually are on PC. And so there are certain games you buy for your console and everything else you buy for your PC. So if you just go back a few years, it was PlayStation and then PC. Right. And then Xbox wanted to put their foot in and make a console, right? That's what they wanted to do. I just don't, I don't get the hatred between the two anymore. Like... I don't I don't understand what we're trying to say. The facts are already there, right? PlayStation sells more consoles. Yes. There's there's no there's no doubt in my mind. They sold 30 million consoles. Fantastic. Christmas was good for a bunch of people. They were able to say, "Hey, I have some extra money now. I'm going to go out and buy a PlayStation." Right? And and 3 million people weren't looking for a PlayStation. The uh right? here's some sales numbers how accurate these are but <clears throat> yeah playstation 5 this year or 2022 sold 11 million uh almost 12 million xbox series s and x sold 9.4 million and the switch sold 17 like look look at the difference the last three years right well yeah last three years because xbox and playstation came out in 2020 been out for two years okay they they sold three million and two million respectively for twenty in twenty twenty, which because it came out in twenty seventeen, sold twenty four million. Then in twenty twenty one sold twenty one million, and then in, in twenty twenty two sold seventeen million. I love how everyone's always worried about better Xbox or or uh, Sony or PlayStation, but yet meanwhile Nintendo Switch is outselling all of it's these guys, crushing right, crushing it selling out of all of these guys, crushing it. Yeah, because the market we and once again we'll we'll talk about this until we're blue in the face. Nintendo's market is larger than Sony and Microsoft's 
market, period, right? The market for Nintendo is six years old to like 35, okay? Right. That's what it is. Whereas the Xbox console and PlayStation console has always been labeled adult console. So like late years in high school, parents got you something or you're in college and you get it for yourself. Like that's what it is. Meanwhile, Nintendo has been inside that kid's house since he was six. So how do I how do I compete with that market? Oh, and by the way, it's mobile. Oh, and by the way, greatest handheld system to date. Right? Why do you think the rest of them are trying to get these other streaming games, handheld systems out into the market? Because Nintendo is crushing it. Right. That's why. Uh, real quick, YouTube Lurker says, don't forget the best selling of all time was the Game Boy DS. I don't think that is I don't know what was true. I don't know what was DS, was it? Oh, it is the Nintendo DS. You're you're absolutely right about that. But the PlayStation 2, Sony out outdid that, at least from this list. Yeah. The the PlayStation 2 has sold 159 million. The Nintendo DS, now I don't know when this article was. Let me let me this is January 5th, 2023. So just recent. So they they've they've done the uh the, the research. So PlayStation 2's got 159 million. Nintendo DS has 154.2. Game Boy and Game Boy Color has 118, PlayStation 4 is 117, and Nintendo Switch is at 104. Look at the top five. Look at the top five. Three of the five are Nintendo, and two are PlayStation. Right? But it just look, is look what at, it is. Look at those numbers, man. Nintendo is just always right, best-selling best consoles. Like... Kids in school talk about the games they play on their handheld. Like we used to talk about games when we used to play Nintendo when we were kids. It's the same thing. You are surrounded by kids who are talking about playing video games. What do you get? What you got for your Switch? What you get for your Switch? What right. you get for your Switch? Are we playing Splat at lunch today? Like everybody has one because they're all in the same. They're all together. And number six is PlayStation as well. Yeah. Then number seven is Nintendo. Then number eight is PlayStation. And then number nine is Xbox. So Xbox is in the top ten, but Nintendo and PlayStation have the other eight. Right? Then Sony's and, number and, ten with portable there. So Right. Yeah. And don't don't forget that play, consoles are much more expensive outside the US, man. Right? The US market is very critical to a lot of these companies to get their product to market. But outside of America, like the price for a console, like in South America, is redonkulous. Or in some places in Europe, like you think you're paid a lot of money for for a PlayStation. Like, go check how much they would pay for that system down in South America, right? It's not a normal thing for a normal family to have a PlayStation in their house. Right. It's just not how it is. <clears throat> Nintendo gets insane numbers. Japan knows their stuff. Oh yeah. yeah. I mean, look, Microsoft just wants to be a part of the. Part of the conversation. I don't care. They're, they're but that's, the first. But yeah, this, but, this but is the whole point of them them not worrying. Right. They're, they're like, give us that's Activision because this is not going to hurt us. Like we're not going to yeah, take but, it away from them. You've been you've been fighting you've been fighting PlayStation now for how long? Ten years, fifteen years, right? Officially, like when Xbox first came out, it wasn't 20. a huge deal. Has it been twenty? Like I know what it came out, but did you consider it competition? Was what I'm I saying. Mean, it's, right, competition. No, right. no, you're in the you're you're a competition, but you're not a competition. Right. Start. So after 20 years, 
Microsoft knows they can't beat them in a console. So we just make our own up. We make up our own market with our own thing. And now we created it. We are number one because we made it up. Right. Right. That's that's what's happening right now with this whole Game Pass thing. And that's why Sony has to now pivot and do what they're doing. Right. Because technology wise, that's the road we're on. Well, right. PlayStation, since I said it's a little over a year, I said that they have to catch up. They've caught up. Not only did they take their games from the PlayStation and put them on PC, not only have they now done a patent where they're getting a a streaming to put in, right? Not only did they get a game service like Game Pass, right? They've done all the things that they needed to do to compete. In a year. In in a, yeah, a little over a year, right? In a year. So, all right. From that story, we'll go on to the next story. These are a little shorter ones. We have Madden NFL 23 players are furious, Sarge, because as a server issue, wipe franchise mode saves. Okay. So a major data issue with Madden NFL 23 has caused tons of players to see their franchise mode saves completely wipe, and fans are not happy about it. The most recent entry of the EA Sports annual football franchise have been uh, with penalty of uh, plenty of criticism from fans since the launch in August. EA has made several updates to the game to attempt to curb uh, to the many problems that the game has, and some of them even call the worst Madden game ever. Now the major error has seen that the game's most popular mode affected by franchise has, a historic, has historically been one of the most popular game modes in Madden NFL series, players taking charge of building their own Super Bowl winning team. However, Madden 23 iteration of the fan favorite mode has been railed for its numerous bugs. Fans have reported everything from games not saving properly, franchise mode not properly saving, players signing or cuts not saving, and even the regular season going back to preseason now. A significant amount of NFL 23 players have seamlessly lost their franchise mode saves. So a recent server outage has seen fans reporting that the franchise is currently unavailable with the game experiencing major issues. Fans have reported the franchise mode have seamlessly disappeared with multiple players losing their save game. At this point, Sarge, it, are, are you are you throwing the game out the window? Are you breaking the disc or are you punching a wall? Which, which one are you doing, sir? I'm doing nothing because I stopped caring about this after the first fiasco, right? If you keep giving EA money because you love football that much and every year it's, tr- it's a trash fire, right. there's something wrong with your consumer brain. There just is. Like, I know you love a game. I've loved games too, right? You have to have it because I love it that much. But when they, if every time you bought the game, someone punches you dead in the face, eventually you think you would learn. But some people don't care. Yeah. They like to hand over money. They like to be given something that's broken. And then I get to go online and complain about why it's broken, even though I gave you my money. Like, it doesn't make sense to me at this point. Right, because they already have your money. They don't don't care. Let EA die. Don't you get it? Like, if you let them die, if you actually let EA die, stop buying FIFA, stop buying Madden, stop buying Battlefield. Right, you'll get get a better game. They go away, and somebody else will take their place because, hey, there's a market out there for people who want to play these games. But no, right? The general public... In the free market system, with the power to tell them to go F themselves, would rather buy a consecutive broken game year over year 
then let somebody else who actually cares about the actual IP to make a proper game. Yeah, the the the, the game to my there's nothing else to say. And that, there's nothing else to say. Madden football was better when 2K had their football game as well. 2K's football was a much better football game. That's twenty. Let years them ago. die. Twenty years ago. Let them die. The rules. Listen, business rules are really simple. If they don't have to fix something, they won't. Right. If they don't have to pay for something, they won't. Right. Right. If they don't have to improve on something, they won't. So the the entire actual power lies in the consumer base who loves the game. I love this game. I'm gonna keep buying it because it's a piece of shit. I love it. I love it. Oh, curse. Like, Sorry. Okay. Strike two. We, we... I, I, I love it. I love it. I want to keep buying it. But it's it's just a piece of trash. It's a piece of trash, right? There are games on the 8-bit Nintendo that beat Madden right now. If you just get past the graphic problem, the game works well. Right. I can have my own team. I can do what I want. No. Crash fire. Listen, as far as I'm concerned, anytime EA is mentioned, if it's FIFA, Madden, Battlefield, I, I'm gonna stone face. I'm doing, I'm gonna do stone face, and you should basically just put up a an actual still photo of a middle finger. That's basically what's gonna happen from now on for the rest of the year. I don't care anymore because every year this time it's the same deal. It's the same deal. So from that story, we're going on to the next story. Fortnite had a Hulk skin. Uh, I guess about two weeks ago, or maybe a little longer. And people were saying that it's pay to lose because the hitbox on this character is much wider and bigger than the other characters. So there's a little video here that we're going to watch. So this Hulk skin pay to lose? Let's find out. So in chapter 4, they updated the ADS position on skins, and it takes a lot less of your screen. So for ADSing, not really. Now, if we compare it to regular skins, he still has the same height, but look at Hulk's body. He's like 2 to 3 times the default skin. Alright, now let's test this hitbox out with the Mystique skin. So clearly shooting at this part of the brick wall is not hitting the Mystique. Now we're gonna have her do her emote to transform to the Hulk without moving. So now it's really easy to see here how much bigger Hulk's arms are. Now let's keep moving right and see if we can still constantly hit him. I feel like this is pretty significant, so let me know what you guys think. Okay. So you can you see there that it's people pay for that. It's a BR game. Okay, so now the actual Hulk body is a wider hitbox than the other characters in the game. What do you, what do you think about that? I, first of all, no duh right when you play for instance when i played mmos and i played pvp i made sure i had the shortest thinnest character always right i was like a dwarf magic user or like you so you're this little guy on the screen jumping around so it's much harder to hit because you're smaller right so if i'm hulk i have a bigger hitbox i don't want to curse but yeah, like, but, but that's, are, that's the are point. we serious? Like, that's the, that's the whole point yeah, of it. No, but that, that's the point, though. Their people are paying to give themselves a bigger hitbox. Great. I'm glad. I'm glad you made yourself bigger for me. I, but, I appreciate the fact that you think that I need help shooting at you. I appreciate you buying that skin. That's basically all you should say. Right. Thank you for buying the bigger skin for me. 
Right, because you just you just uh, made it a better better target. Eh, but that's it's, it's but it works in, it works in reverse. Much larger... It works in reverse too. This is how this is how you listen in gaming. All things being equal, people will figure out the way to have an advantage over somebody else. Right? It always happens. This time it happens to be a skin, but it's not different. It's not a different by a long shot. Not by a long shot. I oh, think it's funny yeah. that you paid to make yourself worse. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that may, if you're if, if you're going to focus on that point of it, well, I that, think it's that's, hilarious. That's that's what I'm focusing on. Yeah, that that's people hilarious. People are buying to get to hit worse. Stealth says there are other skins that have big hit boxes also, not just Hulk. Well, the, the yeah. point is, Stealth, that people are paying money to, lose. to yeah. lose in a gunfight, right? Pretty funny. That's though. that's what's funny about it. It's just like some uh, he says, just like some skins. Flashier, then also you can use spot easier on that. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, like I want, listen, when they go raiding and stuff for WoW, smallest, darkest guy possible. Like a little black blip running around inside of a dungeon. Like that's how you, uh, that's how it is. Right. That's what you do. Guys, you, don't you forget. You take any advantage that you want. Don't any forget, advantage. Don't forget, guys, we do have a question uh, part of the show at the end. So get your questions in for any other topics or questions. Uh, for me and Sarge at the end of the um, Yeah. Lurker says, my kill death ratio just went up 0. 0.4 points. Boy. Booyah. Right. So there you go. Get that 0. 0.4. You get it. Does Venom Skin have that same problem with bigger? It probably does. It, pro it probably does. If it doesn't, then they need to fix it. All right. The next. I mean, otherwise, otherwise think, think, of it, think of it this way. If no matter how big your character was, if everybody had the same rectangle box for the chest, the same little rectangles for the arms, right? If it had be the other way, people would lose their minds, right? right? They'd be like, I'm all over him. He's not getting hit at all. I'm all over him. Like if everybody had the same hitbox, but the skin was just, just this thing over top of the skeleton, then everyone would have to learn. I've got a laser in on center mass and head. Everything else is garbage, right. right? Like, that's the way you'd have to play. That's the way you'd play. Um, the next story we have, Sarge, <clears throat> is uh, from Ubisoft. Ubisoft is making a Star Wars game. We all know about the Star Wars game. Now, the Star Wars being made by Massive, also Lucasfilms. My voice yeah, is a little okay. rough right now, so I'm, I'm trying to talk. I'm sorry if I talk soft. So <clears throat> one of the guys, one of the lead, Julian is, creative director of Ubisoft, right? And he's working on the Star Wars massive open-world MMO game. Okay? He tweeted out the other day, he said, Happy New Year to all. 2023 is going to be a huge for us. Join the adventure. How do you read that, sir? How did you take that? I just read I mean, they're excited to get to work on it. <laughs> like, I don't... If it's a game announcement, it would be where the game's coming out. Right. So you, you know what I mean? So people took it as an announcement like it's coming out this year. The, yeah, because they failed English. Right. I so, know. <clears throat> I got it. It's sad. It's sad. Right? It, listen, if the game was ready and it was coming out, they would say the game is ready and it's coming out. Right? That's what they would do. They would just tell you it's coming out. Like, I don't understand how stealthy of a dev you have to be to be like, I'm going to secretly tell my, my people that the game's coming out, but not really tell them it's coming out, but not tweet anything, but make it feel like it's coming out. Like, what are you talking about? Like, 
you're excited to work on the game. Great. You're almost done with it. Cool. You'll tell us when it's ready, right? Usually. Okay, great. See you then. Right. If if my voice See is cutting out, chat is one I'm I'm literally struggling to to speak tonight. And uh I, I, I shut off one of the, the filters. So let me know if it if it if it doesn't cut off anymore. But I'm 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 like literally I look healthy, but I'm not healthy right now. Um <clears throat> so he says happy new year. Star Wars Massive, and then we had this come out as well, Sarge. It says, breaking news. Now, I don't know if this is like rumors. Take this with a the, with the grain of salt, right? Before, before we do that, I think I have to, I have to put out the, the grain of salt. Hold on. Grain of salt. You're almost like Nick Take it. It's a grain of salt. I'm sorry about that. Sorry. We really had to get the point across. It was a grain of salt. Um, so breaking, it, breaking, it, upcoming, yeah, upcoming uh, Ubisoft Star Wars game will reportedly feature a fully customizable character that walks the path chosen by the gamer and will showcase an open and explorable galaxy. A lengthy campaign is reported as well. One of the other things they said about this, Sarge, was that, again, more rumors, but you're going to be able to get in a ship on the planet and you're going to be able to take off like no man's sky and go into the galaxy and then fly through the galaxy and then land on another planet. What do you say? Uh, nothing. I say, can't wait to see it. Right. Cause otherwise the first thing that comes to mind when they say that is cutscene. That's what I hear. Right. When I, I, I've heard this so many times about the whole going through the atmosphere thing, make it look cool and immersive. And, and I'm all about that, by the way back when Battlefront 3 was supposed to come out long, long time ago, right? And we know it's doable because we've seen it done in the past. And so now you have somebody telling you about it. But if it's, listen, if it's real and it's supposed to sound cool, you know it would be cooler? You know it would be cooler if you just showed a scene of it and you didn't say nothing. Like you showed, you showed nothing well, at all. You showed a ship, leave the, leave the planet, go into outer space and be like, that's it. Just show like a little scene that that you've actually worked on it and it's actually happening. Well, like it, it's working. Right. Here, here's yeah. here's a thing that uh, that'd be cool. I was talking earlier. Uh, me and Creature were having a conversation and he was talking about how that we were, we were speculating a little bit. Right. So Division One was created in 2016. Right. It was 2014. They made the game in two years. Came out in 2016. Right after that came out, they started working on Division Two. Okay. And then in two, two years after Division 1 came out, Division 2 came out. So 2018 is when... Same studio, right? Same, same studio, right? Same, same studio. Massive. Massive, right? So Division 2 came out. Well, you got to remember, year 3 of Division 2, they said that we're not... They, they took a year off. There was, no, there was no content whatsoever in Division 2, right? So we were speculating. Did the same team from Massive... That was working on Division Two. Instead of going over to Division Three, maybe they did work on Division Three, but then Star Wars came over. Lucasfilm said, "Hey, want to make a game?" They went, "We can do it." Do you think? Now, obviously, this is me making speculations galore here, right? But yeah, sure. But do you think they took because they're using the Frostbite engine? So obviously, these guys know what the Frostbite engine can do. They know what, what it can push and what they can get out of it, okay? Have you seen, have you seen the layers of detail in the Division 2 maps? Yeah, yeah. All right, so we know they know what they're doing. Yeah, so do okay. you think that they 
were working on Division Three and stopped, okay, to turn it into the Star Wars game because they went another direction, right? Because they outsourced the Division, which is the Heartland, and they outsourced a Resurgence, I believe it's called, which is other Division games. But the massive team went on to go make this Star Wars game. Now, remember... EA had a lockdown on all Star Wars games up until 2023, meaning nobody can release a Star Wars game. I can now. Not this year. Okay. Yeah, it, it ended, it ended so, in 2023. No. no this, this year? It ends it this ends year? It ends in 2023, hence why okay. Jedi Survivor is coming out in 2023 because it's the last hurrah for EA. Right now okay. it's not exclusive anymore for them, right? Okay. So now Massive... They announced this in the January of 2021 that they had a Star Wars game. It takes two years, two to three years to make a game. We are now two years into they announced it, right? So follow me here on my timeline, okay? 2020 is when they would have started working on Division 3, okay? Obviously, when they, once they made the announcement of Lucasfilm outsourcing to other games, they were probably already talks other people before they made the announcement that they were getting developers to make Star Wars games. We're talking mid mid 2020, beginning of 2020 or whatever, and they started working on this project. Okay, maybe it was a Star Wars project, maybe it was Division 3, but then they announced it in 2021, January. So they already had a year or almost a year to work on a on a on a project before they announced it. Okay? And now they announced it, and now it's been two years since the announcement. Can't release it this year. It's got to come out next year, 2024, at least by the calendar that I'm going by. Okay? Right. Um, so, I forget where I was going with this now. Um, so, do you, do you believe that they worked on this ahead of time, knowing it was going to be a Star Wars game, or do you think they converted, changed, and swapped out from going from Division 3 to Star Wars? Well, no development team sits idle. If they said they weren't coming out with any content for Division 2, that's fine. But there's no such thing as your dev team just chilling out for 12 months. Right. Okay? So that being said, with the EA exclusive clause for Star Wars ending this year, and do we know it's what, what time is here, or is it the entire year uh, of 23? I could look it up. I, I'm pretty <clears throat> sure that their EA exclusive contract ended okay so here's here's how i would here's how i would look at it if if i say that the contact the contract ends this year meaning that nobody else can release a star wars game but ea in the year of 2023 maybe maybe okay, it if let, let's just i'm just gonna go with it right if that's the case that means you will not see a star wars game by them until sometime next year right but that also means that they have to have a game coming out at some time because they need to make money, right? Like, the companies need to make money. You just can't be sitting around waiting for a game. So even if you took the time off to work on a different game, right, the deciding factor for me would be what game comes out first, right? right? Does Division 3 come out first? Or does the massive, or does the massive Star Wars game come out first? Like, that's basically how you look at it because... There has to be product in the pipe. The pipe is always moving. The stuff is moving. So if I'm if I'm contractually obligated and I cannot release that game until 2024, 
probably springtime by the looks of it, right? Mm -hmm. Then that means that Ubi's got a Ubi and Massa have got to release something this year. So whatever game it is, well, they got they got division stuff. New new seasons coming out for division. They got division resurgence. They have division uh, uh, heartlands. Yep, but that means it, that that means it, they would have to have been working on it, right? Right. Okay. So I, I'm going. I'm going by what you said that they took a break from Division Two and they were working on something else. So if, was, was if they were working on Star Wars game, Star Wars. Uh, I I would think after you've been working on a game, the same game for four years, even though there's a, a number at the end of it, you're still working on the same game. If at some point they decided to stop working on one to work on something new, that would definitely be plausible because you want your team to be fresh-minded and and have some challenges. You don't want them grinding inside the same game for too long, right? right? So I agree with the plausibility of that. All right, so I, here, I, I looked it up. I, I go, I go with. What game comes out first? I, lo I looked it up. It says 2023. The agreement with EA is scheduled to expire in 2020. Email statement EA said, we're proud to be a longstanding collaboration with Lucasfilms, which has continued in the years. And they said this on January 13th. And that episode feels like yesterday. But we did it two years ago. We talked about this two years ago on this, on this podcast. But I said that that's when that all the games are going to come out for Star Wars. So obviously... After the, the thing expires, we know Respawn's also got another game in the works uh, other than Jedi Survivor, right? So we know that there are speculations that it's Battlefront 3, something along the line. But there's other games to shoot for EA Star Wars-wise. They get to continue making Star Wars games. They just don't have the exclusive rights to make Star Wars. So I think, I think that this massive game... Obviously, they're in, they're active hiring right now. There's like five or six positions opened up for the Star Wars game. They're looking for animators. They're looking for level designers. So I think this game is not anywhere near completion. But two weeks ago or three weeks ago, they already opened it up to play testers. Okay, so they're in early alpha stage. Meaning, <clears throat> again, I'm not a designer, and if anyone out there, please, you know, tell me if I'm right or wrong, or correct me if I'm wrong. But if you're in alpha stage, early alpha stage. You're about nine months to 18 months into the game cycle, right? So if they started, they announced it in January. I'm going to say they're about 18 to 20 months into development cycle, okay? And they have all this year, right? They have all this year to work on it. Play tests are happening. They, started, they already started happening. They're, they're getting people early, right, close to their, their studio, and then they're going to expand it outwards as they get more and more people. I think this game comes out, I'm going to say... 2024, I'm going to say this is going to be late 2024. Let's say August to December-esque, or August to November frame, I think, when this MMO comes out. Now, I'm excited, Sarge, because this potentially could be the game that I've been looking forward to, like Hogwarts Legacy. Right, The Hogwarts Legacy, that game for Harry Potter fans, that Transformers game is that game that I'm looking forward to, which technically could be like a division slash warframe type of thing. And now this Star Wars game could be that void of what we've been looking for. Now obviously massive can make huge landscapes and whatnot. Like they've they've done layers and layers in DC in New York and stuff and the, the level design looks fantastic. What comes to my mind right away is that they use this the the Frostbite engine and they made Coruscant. They made Coruscant with, with the city like New York, but they made it with Coruscant. Right or something along the lines of thirteen, thirteen, and the levels of Coruscant, where they're going through. Now, I'm not sure about the other uh, posts about going to different planets and galaxies or whatnot, but 
just thinking massive knows what they're doing with division. They know how to make landscapes. They know how to make cities and stuff. It's a gun game. I'm not saying that you can't be a Jedi or whatnot, but what I'm saying is it would be pretty easy just to skin the game that is division and turn it into, I joke about it all the time, as Ghostbusters, right? And it would also be pretty simple as far as skinning it and making it into like a Star Wars clone trooper type of game that I've, I've said in the past, uh, and they could get it out faster. You know what I mean? Because remember, if it is an MMO and they want these type of games going forward, Ubisoft wants the Assassin's Creed type of stuff, right, where it's a universe that constantly evolves and keeps going on. It's a live service game. Division's a live service game, okay? This Star Wars MMO or whatever game they're making is going to be a live service game. And we all know that live service games don't have to be complete when they come out. They just have to be in running order when they come out, and then they add to it as they go, right? So they get everyone, all hands on deck, make the, the, the core game, and then they release it, and then they slowly drop, drip feed you all the content for the next couple years. <clears throat> yes? No? <clears throat> I, I, I just think that they have their in their mind right now. They've got dates in their heads about when stuff's coming out, and I think I think it would be the greatest advertisement ever if, without telling anybody, the day after EA's contract ends, whenever that would be this year, because we don't know the exact date, but let's just say the day after the contract ends, the advertisements for games coming out either this year or the following year immediately start coming up. Like, EA's done. This is what we got. Like, I think that would be genius to get it out there immediately. Because then you would know right then and there that EA's time is done. Well, I think they're, I think they're done anyway as far as... Yeah, there's, no, there's no exact date on... We don't know yet. We don't know. The exact date. I mean, it literally could be the day fucking... We're seeing... It could be it could be the game when when Jedi Survivor comes out. That could be like the last possible moment, and they're like, "All right, we're exclusive," and then, and then they you know that could be the last part. I think I think it would be great. The day after the contract ends, they start advertising for transfer. They start advertising for Star Wars games that are coming out, and I'm not talking about just just them. I'm talking about everybody, like everybody who's been working on a Star Wars game or has got one in the, uh, coming out soon. They just start talking about it immediately. That'd be priceless far as i'm concerned all right i'm gonna go uh quickly with the next couple of stories here uh the next story we have is deck now has over seven thousand compatible games on the on the on the portable device start i said who who was this for when it first came out and now that i see it um so if you have a nintendo switch you only play nintendo games but if you have a, if you have a steam deck you can have access to your entire library that you've been playing your entire life been on PC, so you have a lot of games, and now that's correct. There's seven thousand compatible games. Doesn't mean they're all working on the Steam Deck or optimized for Steam Deck, but there's seven thousand games on there as well. So the next thing is No Man's Sky player creates a Star Trek USS Enterprise. A No Man's Sky fan takes it upon themselves to implement something from another popular sci-fi franchise to recreate the Star Trek USS Enterprise. Uh, so uh, let's see. He- well, this? first question. First question is which one? 
I well, you'll you'll see it. I don't think there's a video picture of it. So I don't know how he made because my he's got to be on PC first off because the amount impressive. the amount of things that you have to put to make that is it would lock up. There has to be a limit unless they got rid of that limit. But it's very impressive. Right? Very impressive. So inside of No Man's Sky, you can go see this. It gives you actually the coordinates where to go. It looks like it's the Constitution class. It doesn't look like it's the, the upgraded version. That's what it looks like. Yeah. So you can go see it. The creator goes on to say that he built it within 3,000 parts exactly. So that's the limit. You have 3,000 parts to make. But had to <laughs> leave the interior empty. Uh, they uh, so kindly provide coordinates to the ship to anyone who wants to decide. So there you go. I'll leave it up on the screen for a second. Any of you guys playing No Man's Sky want to go to the actual coordinates, go check that out inside uh, the game. So oh, I love gamers, man. Yeah, we're just we're just a, we're just a different breed of people. That just we just are. I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, the next story is. Uh, Payday 3 teaser reveals logo, confirms 2023 release. Overkill Software Starbreeze Studios kicks off a new year by revealing Payday 3 logo along with the opening game or page. Uh, a new teaser trailer, Overkill Software YouTube channel, has revealed Payday 3's logo. Serves as one of the first major games of the year. Along with logo, revealed Payday's theme or page has been opened and wishlist ahead of 2020. While the trilogy began with Payday, the heist Earning a mixed reviews back in 2011, Payday 2 exploded popularity, has been stable for co-op shooters genre ever since, and the Payday series puts players behind the mask ice crew members Dallas, Huxton, Houston, and Chains, and Wolf as they embark on the life of violent crime. Robbery. Did you ever play, did you ever play uh, Payday 1 and 2, Sarge? No. No? I remember the, all I remember is the cover box art, the two guys in the clown masks robbing the bank. Yeah, I, I, uh, I played Payday 1. I never played Payday 2. I thought it was okay. I thought it was okay. Um, but yeah, I'm not excited about this. I just thought I would talk about it because there might be people that are watching that are excited about Payday 3. So there you go. Payday 3 uh, is coming, uh, I guess, sooner rather than later. Go ahead. I think it came, I think it came out during, during the heyday of uh, Grand Theft Auto 5, and I think I just couldn't stop playing well, no, Payday 2 Grand Theft Auto 5. Payday 2 came out in... Yeah. 2011. Yep. Uh, let's see. Yeah, um, I agree, Water. I think that's the reason why I didn't play it. I think it's because I was just too caught up in the uh, GTA was, stuff. Was it? Was it the right? No, oh, Payday Three uh, with the announcement of 2011. Payday Two, highest earning mix back in 2000. Oh, Payday was 2011. Yeah, you're right. That was Grand Theft Auto Five. I, listen, I, I heard it was I heard it was a decent game and it was fun, but I never got to play it because I, in my mind, if I was doing a bank heist, or whatever else, I kept thinking that GTA is the way to go. We're going to do heists like that's I'm not I'm in right criminal empire. I'm in right. All right. So the next story I want to talk about is Elden Ring. Elden Ring uh, surpasses The Last of Us Two as the most rewarded uh, game of the year recipient. So. According to the dedicated Reset Era researchers who have compiled Elden Ring's total game rewards, has deducted that From Software's latest currently sits at staggering 324 wins. That's officially beats The Last of Us Part Two awards, 
which totaled 320 back in 2020. Taking a slightly deeper look into things, Elden Ring appears to have won a grand total of 281 Game of Awards from including us uh, here at Games Radar. Additionally, the action RPG took home 43 awards from polls voted by the audience and rather than the media outlets, all totaled at 324. So there you go. There's just a dumb, useless fact for you that Elden Ring is the number one. So there's two bigger stories I kind of want to talk about. We have about a half hour left in the show. One is the day before. The day before is the Division-esque type of game that's sort of like Last of Us since they use the same type of font. Okay. Uh, and they show a new, uh, a new video here. So. Oh, one sec. I'm going to mute that for a second. Uh, I'll put this on. So as you can, this is the new footage that they want to show you. Elongated stuff. You can literally tell right off the bat that they've downscaled what it looks like. Okay, as far as the lighting. Now, obviously, this is daytime during the other footage that they've showed us, but something looks a little different about this game. Before. Uh, I was watching uh, Force Game, and he brought up this uh, fact of something. I'll rewind this for a little bit. I want to bring it up. He brought it up on his, on his uh, video. But if you look at the muzzle flash that comes out, right? I'm going frame by frame. Okay, frame by frame, and the frame disappears in one, right? It's four frames, but it's only one picture, one JPEG. Where if you go back to other games that have muzzle flashes, go through the footage, you can literally see the animation of the muzzle flash, like, be animated, right? These are not animated. These are just literally pictures of that. Okay. It's it's just yeah. it's just the muzzle flash. Okay. Yeah. So what people are saying is, right? Everything they've said this game. Now this game comes out March 1st. Okay. This year. Okay. Right. They're saying that everything from this game This 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 looks like division just in a different format. Go ahead. Well, division and 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 there's there's assets from this, right? So in Force Game video Brings up the mall that you saw. Yeah, that original trailer, the original trailer that we saw. Yeah, and people said yeah, yeah. that's the mall from Spider Man. Miles Morales went in and looked at it and said, ah, maybe. Then they went in to, I'll put this one. Uh, then they went into another footage of another clip that they showed, and there was a gas station. The gas station, they said, looks familiar because they thought it was from. Uh, Stranger Things, not Stranger Things, um, Strange World, or what, I forget what the hell the other, uh, the other game is, but the asset of the gas station was from the other game, like the team, like that logo. So, so basically what they're saying is, right, the whole thing about the day before is they don't say it's a It's fake, a hodgepodge. Well, they, they, it's a hodgepodge. They don't think it's a fake game. They think it's a game that's just not telling the truth of what it is. Okay, so everything that we've seen looks scripted, looks like they've put together at the high res possible to show you, but we really haven't seen like actual gameplay, right? You saw scripted type stuff for the play. They're saying that there's something about this game that seems off about it. Right? Now, we are two months away from this game launching, less than two months. 
launching. Now, the game was supposed to launch on June 22nd of last year, and on June 6th, the company decided to say, hey, we're moving everything over to Unreal Engine 5 from Unreal Engine 4, so we're sorry two weeks before it was supposed to launch, and now here we are uh, two months away. They haven't done any kind of, no promotional stuff, right? Like, you save money that way. We already know, we already know well, the rules well, of the well, game. Well, think about this, right? Hogwarts Legacy is coming out in one month. Three months from, from before, they started showing gameplay. They started going over, yeah, but over they, stuff. Yeah, they, they had their whole big reveal thing. Right. I remember. These yeah. guys are not doing that, right? These guys are not doing That's, that. It costs money. There's also, money. There, there's also uh, rumors and stuff going on that these guys have never finished a game up until this point. The other games that they've done, they've launched, put out, stopped, Stop uh, uh, supporting super fast. Cash grab, and then they, and then they sell them off to the publishers. Okay? Yep, and the publishers take them and they can working on, but they don't they don't keep track of anything. Another okay. shady thing is that these guys that are making the game um, after they canceled the game last year, they asked for volunteers, okay, to help them finish the game because they don't have a lot of money to work with. Okay. Yep, that explains why they're not promoting. They don't. Right. They can't afford a promotion. I got to keep going. Right. So there's all of these things. Right. The games they've made before this game were mostly top down three type of thing. Okay. So they were trying. This, and, this and, is them actually and trying. And then this game is coming out. It's the world's like world difference. Right. Open world. Very very ambitious. It almost looks like Watch Dogs. It almost looks like Division when it first looked, and then when we got Division was downscaled so obviously you know it's not going to look as good it was supposed to be on the last gen systems they haven't said anything about the last gen systems now since they moved over to unreal engine 5 so they're thinking that they dropped the old systems now they're only going to be doing it on the new systems which is fine you know you got to move on certain times but what do you think sarge with with all of this coming out obviously i think we want this game good right i think it i think it hits both for me and you i think it hits a lot of Points, right? It's the division type of game. Got zombies, right? So it feels like yep. State of Decay. Okay. Right. Zombies, right. zombie. Everyone loves zombies. Go Everyone ahead. Everyone loves zombies, right? State of Decay type of stuff. It's an open world. It's got, you know, uh, lots of scavenging going on, upgrading stuff. The footage of the cars driving almost looks like SnowRunner. It looks so good, right? It almost looks like they've taken assets from all these other games that were in, made in Unreal Engine and they made this game but do you think this game is real do you think when it comes out this is going to be a full-fledged game or do you think they're trying to pull the covers over someone's eyes here i mean i i know too much oh and the game it's a free-to-play game by the way when it comes out and, and the and the game the games that we know about now we know the deal so for me the game is close enough to release to where i'll let it speak for itself and we'll see what happens. But as far as I can tell, the, the preface to this company and what it is they make, this will basically make or break them completely. If the game goes well, and it's them actually trying to make a video game, and it's decent, they'll get, their, they'll get the pat on the back, they'll be able to make something else. But if it's one of these types of uh, lying cash grabs, they'll be dead in the water in less than a month. So I, I don't want to say anything bad, I just, I will say I know more than most about these kind of things, and I'll just wait for the game to speak for itself. We'll know, we'll know right I, away. I, I want this game to be good. 
Like it comes. That's, that's the other game that I want. I, I thought sure you do. Comes out just a couple of days before Jedi Survivor, right? I don't know. I I just feel like right before this game comes out, they're going to delay it again. And if they do delay it again, <clears throat> that's it's it. A month out, man. Well, it's they a, did it two weeks. Out. They did it two weeks before. That's because they well they said they were transferring it over to Unreal Five, right? And now they'll be like, oh, we just need a little bit more time. It'll be December, right? Hey, you, you can only put you can only put so much lipstick on a pig. We, we're gonna find out. We're gonna find out one that's, way or the other. That's just it, though. Like, if it is a fraud, what's the end game? The the end game is the the whatever money they make from from the people who actually. Purchase the game. So investors, I mean, look, the investors listen, that gave listen, the money. Listen, if Madden can still make games, even being a POS, if Madden can make money being a POS, then this game can get a fair share of money before it decides to go belly up. Let's put it that way, right? Madden, Madden, Madden is a known game to be broken all the time, and people still buy it. If you hype up a game long enough, if you hype up a game enough, enough people will buy it. Don't care, and we'll see how much money they get from them. We'll call it a cash grab, and we'll move on. All right. Next story. We're nine people away, Sarge. Nine people away from breaking 1,000 subscribers on this channel. Tell her friends. Grandmother, right now. Tell her can to I, make a YouTube channel. Can I subscribe more than once? No, you can only subscribe once. Well, you... uh, the next story I want to talk about. Redfall Starfield. So... <laughs> Matt Booty, Matt Booty, uh, a couple months ago said that Redfall is on schedule. Starfield will come out after Redfall. Okay, then a couple weeks later, Starf I, I said Starfall, didn't I? I meant Starfield. I don't know what's what's going on. Well, you you know exactly what's going on. You're probably calling it the right thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Starfail is what it's called, it right? Right. Yeah, so, man. so. After that, he came out and said that, well, they said that Starfield will be coming out in the first half of the year of 2020, which gives them up until June 31st, okay? 30 days? It's 30, 30 days in June? 31 days. Are, are you doing the rhyme in your head? I'm not. Yeah, there's 30 days in June. Okay, 30 days in June. So that's the last possible day, which is a Friday, okay, which is a Friday. That they could come out with Starfield. Okay, what worries me about do they, do they do they mean fiscal year? Starfield will get delayed until early twenty twenty four. Watch, yeah, no, well, yeah, yeah. We we do you we, mean we, do you mean fiscal year? Uh, it, wait, it could be physical fiscal year, but then I guess that gives them a little bit more time. But the fiscal year starts quarter one, basically starts in March, right? Doesn't it? Starts in yep. March. Yes, it does. So the first half would give them up until October, August, September, October. Yep. Okay. So I don't know if they're talking actual year or fiscal year. They just said first half of 2023. Now, Redfall release date, an early access window narrowed down in a new report. The new report potentially narrows down that the release date of the co-op vampire shooter Redfall, as well as its early access plan. It says here that the specific Redfall release date in 2023 has not been announced at the time of writing this, but Reliable Leaker has claimed that the game has suffered the internal delay. According to the leaker, Redfall's release date has been pushed back by six weeks, so the game was expected to arrive in May. 
Now, our new report has helped narrow down uh, even further, uh, giving fans even better idea when they could expected to come out with the game. Okay. So according to the report, Windows Central citing sources close to the match, Redfall release date is going to be during the first week of Beyond that, it's expected that Redfall will have an early access with Windows Central comparing it to how Forza 5. Uh, some users a few days early access to the game will be bought more expansive versions of the game. So early May, right? So let me let me pull up let me pull up a, a calendar here. Okay, so early May. It could be any Tuesday or any Friday up until the point. Now it could be on the second, the ninth, the third, or the thirtieth. Okay, it's okay, so almost second. Fifth, ninth, or twelfth, right? Obviously, it can come out anytime between those dates. But if it's the first two weeks of May, do we think Starfield? Let's just say, going by what they say, first half of the year, I think Starfield, because there's rumors that it's coming out in April or May. Do you think they would be dumb enough to drop Starfield and Redfall, okay, in the same month when there's twelve months in the year? They won't do it. Right, so do you think that Star Starfield, uh, no matter what, no matter how many rumors you guys are listening to for the last year now, right? No matter when Redfall comes out, regardless of when Redfall comes out, if Starfield is in a launchable position, that game comes out near Christmas. It's a Christmas game. They want holiday people to buy it. That's when it's coming out. If it's doable, it's coming out then. It's not coming out in the middle of the year. Not coming out in September. It's a holiday game. They want people to buy it for the holidays, right? There's no other reason why you would delay a game that badly unless you were waiting for the, waiting for it to come out for the holidays, right? So regardless, regardless of when Redfall comes out, right? Listen, we already saw Starfield and the state that it's in, and nobody said a word afterwards. We just kind of closed our eyes, went like this, and everyone's just going to wait. We're all going to wait. We're just going to wait a little bit more. We know it's coming. Like we we all know it's coming. So at some point, right? Starfield releases. If it's launchable, if it's launchable, it comes out this year near Christmas time. If it's not, then it goes to twenty four springtime. I I think it still lands this year. I say November. But I also think that we're now in the new year. Obviously, next week will be a telling thing because they're just getting back into the offices. No one came back this week. <laughs> It doesn't mean anything. No, no. What I'm saying is the new year hasn't started yet for the companies. They're not back yet. Right. Right. They're not back officially yet. You're right. So they come back next they're wiping, week. They're wiping the crust out of their yeah. eye. They're, yeah. they're, they're cleaning up the tequila from their face. I, right. I know how this goes. So so within the next three to four weeks, we're talking the first two weeks of February, if we don't hear anything from Bethesda, which there's supposed to be some sort of uh, uh, stream or something that's going to happen early on, they're going to tell us more about what's going on. If they don't tell us in the next three weeks, this game's not coming out in April. Okay? There's no way that Starfield, Microsoft's biggest title in since the console launched, but behind Halo and Forza, okay? There's no way in hell they rush this marketing because we're in January now. You need three months of marketing to really kind of push what, what's going on, okay? At least three months, if not six months. Okay, and they haven't said a damn thing up until this point. Okay, so within the next three weeks, in my opinion, if they don't, if they don't say anything about the date, okay, then it's it's pushed back even further. Obviously, right now there could be problems with Redfall, and if it does get delayed, 
they're not going to release Starfield before Redfall, okay? They're, they want Redfall to come out first, and I understand that Redfall's Arcane Studio, okay, but it's still under, under Bethesda. Then you have Starfield, which is their, their baby. And we, we don't know about the third game of when Indiana Jones comes out, okay? I think it's a little dumb that the movie the, the movie's coming out this year and the game doesn't come out this year. Okay? They can never... They can never match that up anymore. Those days are over. So the, the days of matching up the game being ready with the movie coming out, or well, it's not, it's not movie related, but still, you would think you would capitalize on the on the. It's on always the cross. It's always a cross promotional thing. That's always so, how it goes. I just don't see Starfield, and I'll 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 say I'm wrong, but I'm wrong. But I don't see Starfield happening before June thirtieth. I don't. I think it oh, happens. No, no, all no. What you said was that Starfield comes out after Redfall. And right. that, that, that's a hundred percent correct. No matter when, no matter when Redfall comes out, right. Starfield's after Redfall. Right. But I, I, I do believe that star, uh, Starfield will be out. Uh, I think we keep saying Starfall. I think Starfield. Everyone knows what you mean. Starfield will come out in, in November, Everyone. I think October, November time. Rebsy says Starfield, uh, November 10th. Let's see. Everybody. Anybody who's anybody, especially in the in the realm of the critics, know that the developing team knows when their game is done. You have at least three months of final testing and tweaks before you release the game. The last three months of you bef before you release is all cleanup, tweak fixes, game testing to make sure the game works. That's how you know the game is done, right? If you don't get a release date, it's because they are not they are not three months away, right? When you get a release date, that means they know that they're at least three months away, that they're good, that they're good. Right. If you don't hear it, even then, then don't bother then don't bother asking. Then don't Starfield bother. said a hard date, eleven eleven, and they didn't hit it. You know what? But they said a hard date. I think they do it on purpose though. Think it think about it. All right, here's a conspiracy theory. I'm sorry I'm going to say it. I'm just going to say it. If you are being pressured to release a game and your team knows that it's not ready, but they're not listening to you, right? The higher-ups aren't listening to you. They're just like, this is the date. This is what we got to do. You guys got to figure it out, right? The development team goes, okay, they're not going to listen to us. So what we're going to do is we're going to do a demo and we're going to show everybody what it is, right? And this is the power of the internet now. They release the demo of the game for the public to see, and the public goes, WTF, what am I playing? What's going on? This can't be it. And so there's such outrage that they get delayed, right? This has happened twice now. Once was for Halo, okay? Right? Once was straight up Halo, and I'm trying to remember the, the name of the other game. It, it, uh, it escapes me right now. I'll, I'll, I'll come back to it. Right, So they're delayed a year. So same deal. Right? Starfall Field. Right? Starfall Field. Starfall Field. Wasn't, re star wasn't ready. They kept telling them, this is the hard date. We want to do our Skyrim date, 11-11. It's going to be so cool. And they were like, we're not, we're not close, man. We're not close. And so what did they do? Once again, they showed a little demo of what they had, and everyone lost their minds, right? And then all of a sudden, after that, we're pushed back to next year. 
What a surprise. Right. Right. So it seems to me that the developers have found a way to delay their own game, even though they're not ready. Okay. Because the higher ups want to push it and they say no. And this is the way they get around the suits and say, are we ready? Are we not? Here's what we got. And the public goes, don't release that. Don't release it. And then they go, oh, we're pushing it back. I, Surprise, people. I, Surprise. I, I said the other day, I was in Lono's chat the other day in his member stream talking about Starfield. I said, Chad, I said, this is make or break for them. And I forget one of the people got back and said, how is this make or break when they, they've been around for all these decades and Microsoft is went busy? They didn't pay $7 billion for those other games. They paid $7 billion for Bethesda to join in. And this is their first game since they bought the thing for $7 billion that this is their first up, right? Redfall and Starfield, okay, are all coming out. Starfall Star, Star Field. Starfall Fail Field, okay? Uh, it's like a cookie. It's like a, it's like a chocolate chip cookie, right? That they, in my opinion, they need to make this game work because. Yes. It doesn't need to be perfect, but it needs to be a game. Because I said this as well. I said, look, Microsoft doesn't care if the game is flawless. They just need it to work and be on Game Pass, right? Because they need titles for Game Pass. They don't care that people, because let's be honest, the sales of this game are not going to be phenomenal because it's on Game, game Pass. Pass. Okay. No one's going to buy, if you're a Game Pass owner, you're not going to buy the game for $70. You're not. Unless you get this collector's edition and you're that hardcore person, you're, you're getting the standard edition, okay, and you're not paying $70. You're going to get the standard edition and you're going to play on game, okay? So Redfall, Starfail Field, okay, they're all on Game Pass. Day one, day and date, okay? And they don't, they don't need to be perfect. They just need to work on day one and they'll fix it along the way, right? Todd's words, not ours. That's exactly right. Todd's, 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 Todd's words, ours. not ours. That's right. Okay. So, Creature says the lack of confidence or lack of competence. Right. It's it's just strange to we're this close to dates, and yet no dates are, are like I said, three weeks. Within three GXGs, if we don't hear a date of Star Fallfield, okay, coming out, that's that's red flags. And I don't think it's going to be. And if it does, I'll say this. I'll, I'll hedge my bet. If it does come out in the first half of the year, it will be broke and buggy for okay. six to eight months. Don't even worry about it. Okay, about six it. to eight months before it's actually finished. Don't even worry about it. It's not going to happen. That's that's that. Others. Oh, here's a story, Sarge. Like like uh, you like Dungeons and Dragons and stuff, right? Yeah. Day on my morning stream. Okay, Wizards of the Coast. Wizards of the Coast reports uh, reportedly cancels five video game projects. Wizards of the Coast has reportedly canceled a number of upcoming video game projects. Bloomberg reports that Hasbro subsidiary has canceled five video game projects as part of the internal shift in strategy. Now, Wizards of the Coast. Let me tell you, Hasbro and Wizards of the Coast change their strategy more times than I change my underwear. Okay, they don't know what they want to do with these IPs. Provide the statement of Bloomberg stating that the Hasbro gaming branch is still committed to using digital games, has made some change long-term portfolio of the focus line with the development of existing brands. Those shows promise an expanded audience in a way. Wizards of the Coast 
opened several new development studios for video all with strategy purchases of exciting publishing like uh, two. Uh, Bloomberg specifically cites independent studio, uh, other side entertainment, path entertainment, are being impacted by these campaigns. Hidden Path was working on a Dungeons and Dragons video. Job postings made that game as late as uh, September 2022, while other side entertainment was also reportedly working on a Dungeons and Dragons. Fifteen employees of Wizards of the Coast were also lose their jobs, but Bloomberg states they've also been given opportunities. Last year, Hasbro announced the realignment of their brand blueprint business model, which focuses on building various IPs, toys, games, movies. This is just so you guys know. This includes Peppa Pig, G.I. Joe, Transformers, Dungeons and Dragons, Dungeons and Dragon Magic: The Gathering. Right, like all of this, all of these major, major toy brand IPs are all owned by these people. This gives me a little. Makes me a little nervous, Sarge, because Splash Damage is working on the Transformers game, right? But hope this is going to be a good game. But Hasbro doesn't know what they're doing with their IPs. So they can just cancel it any time now. And we, we won't know what's going on. Because just like uh, Bloomberg said, that they were doing active hiring in September 2022, and they all of a sudden shut this, this company down and then moved them out to other places. Well, Splash Damage is still hiring for Transformers. It happened, and I also know about a GI Joe game in the works, right? So they're doing a GI Joe game, they're doing a Transformers game, they're doing all these things. Dungeons and Dragons movies coming out, and yet they can't make a Dungeons and Dragons game. Like Dark Alliance, Dungeons and Dragons Dark Alliance that came out last year was it was okay. It was okay. Why? Why chat? Why was it okay? Let's all say it together. It was on Game, game Pass. Pass, right? Like. That's that's what it is. It was just an okay game, but it was fine because I didn't spend forty, fifty, sixty, seventy dollars in the game. I just played it on Game Pass, right? So this worries me, Sarge. What do you think that Hasbro and Wizards of the Coast they have these IPs? Are you worried that they can't do anything with them? Well, I think that Wizards of the Coast and both Hasbro have a problem. Uh, they have overspent. They have underperformed. They have they have lost uh, uh, a good portion of their fan base because of their corporate decisions on consumers. Um, they had to sell off the movie studios that they had with them immediately after purchasing them because they they just didn't have they didn't have the ideas in place. Like I think I think Hasbro especially. I think if you're a a toy company you need to have I thought you were going to say a tool. Go ahead, sorry. No, you you need you need to have imaginative creative people who are thinking about children and fun and how to how to sell people something that's interesting and unique, right? Something that's fun. And they have none of that, right? Haslab after the first thing that they did, which was amazing, which was the Jabba sail barge, okay? An amazing piece that was never created and that they came up with and a bunch of people bought it. They thought, great, we've got some people that want to buy the stuff from HasLab, so now we'll just find ways to make things cheaper and we'll make more money. And that was incorrect because immediately after they started downgrading the quality of the HasLab projects, everybody told them where to go, right? And they lost money there. They lost money in the movies. They're just, they are spending more than they are making and they cannot stop the bleeding. Once they sell the movie, the, the movie company, God knows where the end of this is going to stop, right? They need to go back to the drawing board, 
and decide what kind of company they are and what are we trying to sell? Because apparently they don't know, right? You're a toy company with IPs and you still don't know. Right. I don't I don't know what we're supposed to do for you, right? Why don't you look at the 50 years of stuff that you've made in the past and the reasons why it did well and go back to the drawing board and try to figure out what you're trying to sell to people. Right? I don't I don't get it, man. I don't I listen. Look just look at the track record, right? I know it's cute to talk about a news story, but then everyone forgets about what's going on. And then maybe months later or a year later, another story comes up about the same company. But if you followed all the stories that have been happening over the last three to four years, Hasbro is going into the toilet, right? They are so close to bankruptcy. It's almost like hearing when Destiny was almost about to go bankrupt three weeks before they got before they got saved by Forsaken. They were three weeks away from bankruptcy and Forsaken saved them. Like that kind of close is what we're talking about with Hasbro. And Wizards of the Coast, same thing. The desperation is palpable because now they're trying to gouge everybody related to D&D. Copyright lawsuits going up the wazoo. They're trying to grab as much money as they can because they're faltering. Everybody got too fat a check, too big a house, too fast a car, and the company's not making steady money. They thought the two years of the pandemic was going to regenerate the entire Dungeons and Dragons because everybody's home that can't leave the house. Well, that's great. You might have gotten people to get interested in it because you weren't going to work, but you had to find a way to keep them there, right? right? And they didn't do that. All they did was hoard the money that they made, decided to gouge the people that were there, and now they're trying to put copyrights on everything Dungeons & Dragons related so people like Critical Role and these third-party guys who are on YouTube who make these awesome videos of their games and everybody watches, now they want to basically tax them and and make them pay royalties because they're on D&D. Meanwhile, D&D's been around since I was four, right? Never asked for a dime. They just wanted people to love the game and play it, right? But we're not talking about that anymore. We're talking about how to gouge a fan base as hard as you can until you blow your own building up. That's basically what was happening here, right? Two companies doing the same thing and both failing miserably. I'm gonna, I'm gonna round of applause for Sarge for 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 a good old rant at the end here. Old rant. Uh, so I mean, I play D and love D and still play about every every maybe about every other month we get to play. I've always liked D. I still play. I've I've always liked D and D. Obviously, I don't have friends in the area to play D and D, but if I play video games, we'll play inside. Customize your character, like. Just speaking that out loud, like how they don't make a game that does exactly what their game does, but in a video game, it baffles it baffles my mind. They uh, they want you to they want you to pay for the app. They're trying to get memberships for a D and D app. Like what what yeah. do you think we're gonna do with that? Right. Like I I don't need an app. I can literally just write it on a piece of paper. I'm do a they, here's, level, here's level, the funny part. Level right, seven. Here's the broke. funny part. Yeah, here's the funny part. After you actually play D&D, you understand the rules for it. Like, you don't need anything, really, except your imagination. Yeah, that's the kind of game that it is. Everything else in the game was incidental, right? We made figures. We made cutouts. We made terrain. We made all this stuff because the mind's eye for other people wasn't that good. I'm not... 
putting anyone down, but some people can't see it in their head. They can't see where they are. So they people, other guys decided to, in order to get people involved and excited, they make terrain and figures. So now you can actually see where you are and let your mind connect the dots. Like that's how it's supposed to be. But no, well, we want to destroy. Here, here's, here's a real simple thing you can do program called blender exactly water right there's, exactly there's a program called blender you can create your own character on the internet have a 3d printer that you can buy for as little as 100 bucks or printing out your own characters that you've done your own imagination on a program on a thing yes and then just there you go you can use anyone else's yes. dice you can use a sheet of paper and you can do anything you want yet they don't understand this they they try to nickel and dime everything from you that's just in poor taste right <laughs> but what you're telling me is D&D has been around for 40 years yeah. plus, but all of a sudden now you're trying to find new inventive ways to market it. G-T-F-O-H. Okay, please, please. Gary Gygax must be sitting around in his house thinking, my God, it was such an innocent time that we, we came up with this and just had fun with it. And here... This tyrannical company is destroying yep. my actual my actual thoughts for a fun, interesting game for people to sit around a table with, and they're trying to drill a hole into it. Yep. Like it's just mind mind numbing to me how they can't figure out how to market it. It's the same people you market to. You're supposed to make it more fun and cooler. You're not supposed to make it more ridiculous and expensive. People don't have time for your for your stuff. You don't even have to do that. You don't even get an overhead projector. All you need to do now is get a television set, build yourself a, a tabletop television set on, and you can play on top of the television. You play on top of the TV. You just take yeah. a you just take a thumb drive, put it in the back of the television. You can yeah, you, they, can, you can change right. They, the, the new programs yeah. exactly the new programs they have out. You just put the thumb drive into the TV. It. And you put a you put a glass top over top of the television, it. and you're basically your dungeons on your television. You just move it around. Like, move it around. Don't even need that. You don't overhead projector. Television set. We, we are bucks. we are we are far far from. Well, it it's it saddens me. It saddens me to see that the the remaining companies who should be doing more to incorporate fun and imaginative products that people want to buy and have fun with, and they're trying to gouge. That's all they're trying to. Do. When they gouge like this, it's desperation. I would not be surprised if Hasbro doesn't make it to the end of the year. I would not be surprised. Right. Nobody's at the wheel, right? They have a bunch of guys in suits and fast cars making these decisions because they're they're hey getting guys. these checks from all the stuff that they, they keep selling, but there's no base of reincurring revenue. There might be a cool toy that they, they all focus on, but there's the, the base of what they're trying to sell is right. faltering, and they don't have it. They don't have it. Right. Time of the, uh, the question guys have questions have answers so i have questions is anybody going to answer my questions i got questions ask your question put it in the tab above right now we have one question one question by al dente it says do you think microsoft isn't releasing games so they're able to get that merger because i feel like they can they are are taking their name just to get their taking their name just to get their merger complete not released because of the merger. I'm, I'm vested in this merger. I've done the research on this merger. 
the FTC and whoever made the phone calls in order to slow things down, in order to just, I guess, roadblock this deal from happening is not going to happen, right? This deal is going to go through. The facts of the case are there. You can read them for yourself. The, the combination of these two companies in no way shows a monopoly and no way shows a, a lack of competitiveness for other companies. It just shows that a, a software company is buying a publishing company because they're trying to get into the mobile market. That's all it shows. Right. And no, no matter what you hear on the news about how they're trying to block this, UK is going to block it and Brazil's going to block it. Like it, it, it makes no sense because you can't just, well, let's put it this way. When June comes, because that'll be the end of the fiscal year for, for 2022, right? And that deal goes through, you'll realize that basically what had happened was Sony got a stall in Microsoft's uh, aggressive positioning for new market agenda. Good words, right? And basically, they had time to revamp their revamp their their, their, their thought process of, of what they want to do with PlayStation and how to get into the market. And they've had this whole time to start making decisions. Once that deal goes through, which it will, right, we'll be in a whole different ballpark, right? That's exactly what's going to happen, right? It's not it's not, not going to go through. Let's put it that way. Oh, right? yeah. It's just no, not. It's, it's definitely. The, this, the deal is happening. They, you have to understand what it takes. Right. And, and, and if you want a little bit of uh, information, go back and look at the before everyone, everyone in here is pretty young. Right. Go back and look at mergers of companies you didn't really care about then and look at the merger and look what it look what it actually did and then see what the antitrust issue is and see why they were trying to block it. Right. And if you look at all those. And they are serious ones, like big time serious companies that they're like, there's no way we should allow this. And they gave all these reasons. And even after all those reasons, they were like, no, the deal's good. Right. This deal has nowhere near the conflict that those companies had from years past. Nowhere near the conflict. So there's no way in hell that this deal doesn't go through. Yeah. This is just a stall tactic. That's all this is. I, I, Friends made phone calls. It's a stall tactic. It's fine. It's been it's been almost a year since they announced they're going to buy Blizzard, right? And since then, PlayStation has done all of these things to kind of play ball with Xbox, right? Streaming service, now the piece done all their stuff. It is it is a it is a play tactic. I I personally think obviously this this is going to go through. Do I think they're stopping the game? Do you think they stopped Starfield from coming out as of the merger? I, I, I don't. I don't think so. I I think they're do, do your research. Do your research. It's 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 already a fact. It's a fact now that PlayStation has paid third party people to make sure that those games don't go to Microsoft, right? And I think it's just scummy. Now, if Microsoft is caught doing the same thing, which I haven't caught the facts yet, I have the facts on the PlayStation side. I don't have the facts yet on the, on the Microsoft side. So I'm not siding with Microsoft or PlayStation. I'm siding with the gamer, with the gamer, right. right? You're stopping me from getting a game because you don't want it on that system because you're trying to force me to buy another system. That's scummy on any level. That's anti-consumer. So if we're going to talk about anti-consumer procedures that a company is doing, 
facts right now state that PlayStation has done it at least four times. Four titles that have been paid not to be on the other side. Now think about that for a moment. Think about how much money you'd have to pay in order for them not to sell on the opposing system, right? Right. I would think as a company, you want to sell as much product as possible. So I guess the number crunchers have gotten in a room and decided, well, if we open, if we sold it on this system, we would probably sell about this many units. And so PlayStation or Sony has to fork over amount of money equaling that so it would not be on their other system. Right. How does that help you control the market that you paid that much money for them not to have the game so they could go ahead and buy it on yours? You, you think that that many people, you think the 13 or 14 million people that don't have a PlayStation are now going to go out and buy a PlayStation because of that one game? Like, that's the mentality. It's scummy, bro. It's scummy, right? The whole, pur- the whole purpose of consoles was choice. And then you had first-party titles that went along with that console. A first-party title means that the company themselves have a development team making games for themselves. Anybody else has a game. It's released on all platforms. Everybody gets a chance to play it. Everybody gets a chance to make money. But for some reason, in this day and age, we are now paying companies not to release a game on the opposing system. Yep. Times have changed, man. Yep. And it's scummy. It's just scummy. Next question. Krebsy says, uh, what closes first, Hasbro or the A? That's the Activision Blizzard. What closes first? Hasbro go out of business or the Activision Blizzard? Uh, oh, 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 uh, bankruptcy, back, bankruptcy laws and all the options you have stall any company from closing for at least almost a year. So the Activision Blizzard closes before Hasbro goes out. They'll finish that deal, I would say, by June. It's got, listen, the end of the fiscal year for 22 is, is like April, uh, May, June. And that's where it's going to close. Yeah. I got a calendar. I, got, I, I picked the date. I picked the date. I got. I have it. I have it on like June twelfth or thirteenth. And then <clears throat> Viking says, uh, "Is Sarge wearing pants? And does he still have the Avenger pins?" Yep, pants. Yep, pants. Wearing pants. Where's those pins, Sarge? Got those pins? Got the pins. Still for sale, baby. Still for sale. Collectors editions now because they're dead. Still for sale. So that factory sealed. That will, uh, I think, do it for us. Uh, we are nine short. At this we were seven short, and now we're nine short for one thousand subscribers on this channel. So hopefully, by uh, next podcast, we'll be over the thousand and monetized. Hopefully, so we do appreciate you coming out and hanging out with us each every single week over on the. Generation X Gaming will now live over here on 30NSG. And so Season 9, all the playlists and stuff are still over on the main channel if you want to go catch out those, those broadcasts. Uh, there are new playlists over here. Season 9 GXG will be over here on 30NSG. Please go check out the rest of the content that we have on this channel. Please hit that subscribe button if you haven't hit that subscribe button. Please make sure you go check out Sarge at Sarge McCluskey over on Twitter. Make sure you check out me over on Twitter as well. You can follow us there. We don't really tweet much, but we're there. Uh, and we do appreciate you. I do a daily show uh, called The Daily Grind, which is over on the main channel as of right now. Uh, we also do uploads here on 30NSG. We also have a other uh, uh, channel called Nerding with 30, 
where I go over movie trailers and entertainment and, and whatnot. Uh, there'll be a cocaine bear trailer uh, going up there uh, tomorrow. Check that out. Well, appreciate you very much for coming out, and I'll see you guys uh, on the next one. And thank God I can't talk. I'm, I'm going silent for the, for the next remaining three days. I'll, I'll see you guys on Monday uh, over on uh, the Daily Grind. Have a good night. Peace. Game on, guys. They're two brothers and gamers that have been playing games since the early 1980s. Combined, they have over 65 years' experience. Join them each week as they discuss and rant about gaming and entertainment news. This is Generation X Gaming.